Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Greg Wilson. You know it. Right now, uh, we're hanging out. Uh, we got Gabe Killian coming in. We got a great show tonight. We have uh, Gerard Harris, um, as well as Kamaro Usman, who just won a fight in the UFC last week. Uh, we are with Tip a Fighter. So listen, people, we have been getting some tips. Thank you if you've tipped us. Yes, thank you very much, guys. It really does mean something. I know you're probably thinking, hey, do they even know who gave it? Yes, we know who gave yes. it. We appreciate it. Yes, totally. And, and, and you know, there's no, there's, no, there's no tip that's too large. Yes. And there's also no tip that's too small. Yes. Except and for it, Joe's. Joe's oh, might exactly. Be a small. And listen, 100%. if you like the show and you like what we're doing, if we entertain you, uh, throw us some cash because... It, it feels good, and the more cash we get, the more shows we could have. We could do this five days a week if we make enough money. So, uh, listen, you're just basically tipping for your for us, but also to, have to give it back to you. So, you know, we've all done over 200 shows already, plus the ones before that. So, yeah, I think it's great actually, Tip a Fighter, because we cut out a lot of the the middlemen. This is us to the fans, and the fans back to us. That's right. So, if you like what we're doing, show us you appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Uh, well, what else? My week. I was in Fresno this weekend. I did shows. I had um, my fiance. We, we, last Wednesday, we did the... Still. Yeah, my fiance. But last Wednesday, we did the final um, miscarriage. Like, like, finally, you know, had to go to the hospital, do everything, kind of get it out. So that was that. That was, that was Wednesday. Uh, Another MMA news. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, it was actually as hard as a comic. Like whenever I, I'm in like sad situations or in, in, in inappropriate situations, so it's like I want to be funny. I want to make a joke. So like the, the nurse came in and she's like, so uh, I'm looking at your arm. I'm, I'm going to be poking you all over the vein. I'm like, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be poking her after this. So I was, <laughs> Good work. <laughs> that, that, I'm sure that made everyone very comfortable. <laughs> the nurse started laughing. That's good. Yeah. yeah she, and then, and then my, my girl was laughing too. Well, so. you know, they, can't, they probably don't get a lot of jokes throughout their day. So yeah. probably any levity is appreciated yeah. uh, in, in that job, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, one of the worst ones I did was like, uh, she, I'm not even going to tell this one. Anyway, but it was what's the <laughs> Starbucks one? What's the Starbucks one? Because I remember listening to the podcast so long ago, and you said something about you're at Starbucks. What? You're at Starbucks, and the girl asked you for if you wanted cream when you said something. Oh. What happened? I was. Uh... I laughed my ass off for like seven days straight because I can just picture you like. Just the person that works there just staring at you awkwardly. Oh, like, and she was uh, like, "What do you want, cream?" I'm like, "All over you or something." Yeah, something inappropriate at it's, Starbucks. Well, <laughs> it's, it's Starbucks. Especially if I don't do comedy for a couple of days, it just comes out during the day. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. Oh, so, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, ha- it has to come out somehow. But it was crazy. Um, but you know, my my fiance handled it like a champ. I mean, they couldn't even. Fu- she had so many shots in the last month that they couldn't even find her vein. Uh, they they couldn't really? find find a vein to, to to poke. That's how crazy. And she, you know, she she's just uh, she's a champ. Yeah. She, she's a real champ, and I, I respect and admire her so much. And but that was you know that was rough. I mean, Jesus, that yeah, was rough. Yeah, that's not easy for anybody. 
No, and then Thursday, we, you know, it was we went and saw The Secret Life of Pets. Have you seen that? No, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> Not it that was, it's not, but I mean, you know, I'm not going to... I went to see Star Trek, because I'm a man. It wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be based on the previews, yeah. but it was entertaining. Okay. It was entertaining. It wasn't like... The preview made it seem like it's going to be the funniest you movie ever. You realize you lost the baby. You don't have to go see these movies. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Um, so, uh, hold on a sec. Uh, can you take this? So, yeah, so we did that on, uh, on, when, on Wednesday, Thursday, and then we drove to Fresno Friday... I had two shows on uh, Friday, and you know it was. Oh, Chick Chancy. Yes, that's right. How was that? They were great. It was a great crowd. My girlfriend's uh, mom and friends came, which always is a, makes me a little nervous because you want to be funny. Oh, was this the first time you met them? You met them already. I've met some some of the friends, but it but was the her, mom. The mom I met once. Okay, okay. So, but I, you know, so she seen me doing filthy comedy, and I was like, uh, how's this gonna go? You know, she's kind of a church. They're kind of a very religious oh, people. Not God. very religious, but, you know, they go to church. Right, and, sure. Uh, they're good people. They're very good people. Uh, it went, <laughs> it went, You're going to fit in grades. It went really well. It went really well. The second show, actually, the, it was two headliners, and the, 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 the second comic was a very strong comic, black comic, and he was up there, and uh, he said something about, like, black, <laughs> black vagina hair. Miles, shut up. Hey, hey. Hey, you're killing our tips. He said something about black vagina hair being like, have black women have afros or something. And this woman in the crowd, this black woman, just started yelling at him like, oh, hell no, talk about something else. And then, and then nobody shut her up. So there was like her versus him. And he tried the, okay, you're right, you're right, all right, okay, you win, you're the, you're the right, lady. Right, right, Which didn't go well. And not that, enough. Not enough. And then she kept going and going. It became really awkward. This is the, this is the tragic... Uh, forward effect of our comments-based society. Exactly. Everyone has decided that they can just say whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want. No comment! Comment! I have a comment! You know, I'm not happy. And, and again, I've said it before, the comments experiment in America has failed. We cannot handle this power. This comes from the Twitter. You know, everyone has a tweet to tell you how, what they think. Yeah. YouTube comments, Yelp reviews. Everything. Everyone feels like now you got, oh, now you'll see. And so that now it's spilled over. It used to be, you know, they were much bolder online than they are live. But I don't, now I don't, they can't contain themselves. Right. They're too used to letting it out. And that's what happened. So then I go on stage, right? And it's very tense. The crowd's mostly black. So I go up there and I'm like, uh. All right, guys, let's talk about black women. Like, uh, right, right, just go right out. That's so you. Everybody started dying laughing, and then, and then it was fine. Yeah. You know, but they had well, to... Well, and you do. you got to address the elephant in the room in a situation like that. Right. I teach it in my Handling Heckler's class because it's out there. And it, so you did that, and so that, that poked the balloon, let all the pressure out, and got it back on the right track. If you were to try and ignore it and simply hope it didn't happen again, yeah. that tension would have remained in the room and would have seeped into your act. And then... I was like then I was making fun of everybody. I called them the Bad Girls Club, and you know, yeah, was, sure. And then it was it was fun. It was it was good. And there was, it was a lot of like afterwards, people coming up to me, and be like, "Oh, I liked you," but which I hate, I hate. Oh, don't do that, people. Don't rank us to our faces in front. Of, don't do that. You yeah. were the best, or you should have been the headliner. Or you just, don't say just don't say it because I've been I, on I've been on the receiving end of that also. Right, exactly. Um, I've done telling the other comic you should have been, been the headliner. And it's that's the worst. I yeah. don't, everything's a competition. 
everything is some that that's not even a competition. They've made up this competition. Yeah. So so that was that. Uh, that was and then Saturday it was just me and the girlfriend. We had uh, she has a cabin. Her family owns a cabin. Of course, in, they're up, good people up in Fresno. So it was good. Um, she got a little annoyed at me because the, the grandparents were talking to me for a long time, and they were, you know, asking me about like, you know, how often do I go to Temple and this and that, and yeah, and then what? And then the, the UFC came on, and you had to explain that you're a horrible person. <laughs> no, but the UFC came on. You had to sit down and go, uh, well, uh, you know, pardon me, I realize you're good people, you're good Jewish people, um, but your daughter's made a huge mistake with her life. <laughs> no, those, but she no, doesn't not, know it no, they're yet. They're not Jewish. They're actually Christian. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's so a, they're hoping you're a good Jew at least. Yeah, well, it's one of those, and things you're a bad Jew. It's one of those things where, like, they want to possibly get married in a church, and my dad's saying, no, you know, he doesn't. He wants to get married in a temple, and uh, so it's one, I think we're going to get married in, the, in neither. Your dad wants you to get married in a temple. He, 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 he doesn't want to get me to get married in a church. He doesn't care where I get oh, married. Oh, okay. He wants you to church. be, right, like uh, on an oceanside view. Something. That, that makes more sense from your dad. Something I thought you were saying your dad wants you to get married in a temple. Like, what the fuck did he give a shit about it now? What's crazy is, like, so when my girl was pregnant, we were like, let's just get married right away. So she was all about, like, let's just go to Vegas, get married, you know, that way, get out of the way. Right. But, but now... Now we're planning a wedding, which I didn't realize they were, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars these weddings for like the, on like the uh, cheap. I, I was gonna, yeah, I was on the, gonna say that's cheap. like for the catering. For that's the catering, like I know. So Dan Hardy and his wife told me that what they did is they did a drive-through wedding. They got in the car. It cost twenty five dollars. Uh, you, I'm going to say don't listen to Dan Hardy <laughs> you got, you on don't wedding even, advice. You don't even have to get out of your car, right? It's so bad. Yeah. You don't even walk down the aisle. You just put it You put it in drive, take your foot off the brake, and just let it roll right through. You, like, get out you for idle your way through the fucking wedding. Hold on a second. Yo, Gabe, where are you, buddy? What's that? Yeah, yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe's outside. You'll be, a, you'll see a big goofy guy. He'll come and get you. Joe's outside. Joe is outside. Okay, buzz up, buzz up to one. Just buzz up, number seventeen. Thanks. All right, so we got. You him. realize you have to invite the entire MMA roasted audience to your wedding. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, so I they know more about you than most of the other people that actually know. Well, you. Well, think I, I actually suggested this drive-through wedding, and my girlfriend was like, "No, we're not doing that." And I'm like, "You are so high maintenance." <laughs> <laughs> so because she wouldn't do she it, she wouldn't do a drive-through. You yeah. wouldn't have done it anyway. She said takeout will never be the same. I'm like, that's a good thing actually. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> So that was so that that was that, and then Sunday I came home, did a show Sunday night at the Improv. They you know they gave me a spot. It was me. It was like this. It was it was, was a, it the ten o'clock show. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of people I knew on that show, and I was like, when did they start doing a ten o'clock Sunday show? It was sold out. That's great. Oh, probably a summertime thing. It was a show for vets. Okay. Um, and uh, who who was on? I went on. Ron White went on after me. Right. He was hilarious. Jeff Ross was on. Yeah. It was one of those shows where like, I mean. It was applause break, applause Where's break, Ron applause White break. on that list we were reading earlier? <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, so before the show, uh, TBS. TBS uh, retweeted, basically. But yeah, from The Heckler. They did, what's up, Gabe? They did 101 of the best comedians working today. What's up, buddy? By the and way, Ron White didn't make the list. By the way, this is Gabe Killian just joined us. He's a very funny comic. 
He actually is a really funny comic. He's a weird ass motherfucker. Like he's 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 he knows everything about MMA, and he does a very, he's a very dark sense of humor. But he's actually really funny. So uh, he he was actually uh, he kept hitting me up saying, "Hey, this was wrong. Uh, all the facts we were getting about like uh, this didn't happen. This happened. This guy won with split decision." So you basically. You found a CB Platinum. I found a CB Gold, <laughs> basically. Fuck CB Gold. We have upgraded to CB Platinum, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> we have CB Platinum. Yeah, yes. CB Gold is going to hate hearing that. <laughs> CB, I'm just fucking with you. You know that. I love you. So, uh, yeah. So, the best working. So that Please he- don't graph me. So, the heckler came out. Uh, with this thing, list of 101 best comedians working today. Me and Greg are not on the list. Complete bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Especially there's a lot of people, like, one of, one of our openers, someone yeah. that opens for us is yeah. on the list. I think if you and go, not someone that used to open with for us, someone that, like, opens for us currently. Yeah. And, is the, somehow on, and not, that, not that that comedian isn't a great comedian. Love that comedian. It just it kind of put, makes you wonder what the perspective is on this whole thing. And it's also a lot of, like, like I don't think the person ever who who's making this list ever saw us. Or I think you're right about that. And also, what are you going by? If you're going by crowd reaction, fan reaction, you know, like, or just having a TV show right now because it felt very like, oh, these are the people with TV shows, right? Which again, this is the way, this is the way you see comedy when you're not actually in comedy, right? Because there is a perception, and it's funny because you think with the internet, this perception would have changed. But the perception still remains that the best comedians get TV shows. And I got news for you, folks. Nothing could be farther from the truth. In fact, what you have is the worst comedians getting TV shows. Because someone at a big-time agency knows them or is related to them or for some reason likes them. And those people have decided that they're going to get a TV show. Or they're good at reading other, someone else's jokes. I mean, don't forget, when you get a TV show, someone else is writing the jokes for you. Yeah, but versus- there is still that assumption. Like, if you get a TV show, you must be a great comedian. And I'm here to tell you, that doesn't mean that great comedians don't get TV shows. They do. But, but getting a TV show does not mean you're a great comedian. Some of my favorite shape. comics of all time, Rodney Dangerfield, never had, never a, had a TV, TV show. show. Bill Hicks never had a TV show. Yeah. Stan Hope never had a TV show. Joe Rogan never had a TV show where he was. It was like he was. Where like, it was his show? His show. He I was mean, supporting. Uh, there are plenty of amazing comedians who've never had a TV show. Anyway, so Louis C.K. is number one. We're gonna run this down. Don't forget, we're gonna get into MMA in about five minutes. Okay, <laughs> this is not just Adam and Greg ranting. Okay, however, Louis C.K. number one. All right. No problem no with problem that. No problem with that. Most people are going to be like, okay, that's solid. He's If he had to pick a number one, he's a solid number one. Kevin Hart, number two. Solid number one. Although a lot of people would, would say Kevin Hart has got to be number one. He's selling out fucking football stadiums. Yeah. I know, and this again comes down to perspective. I know Louis C.K. has a has a show, and and he's the, the you know the choice of, of, of the, the critics' choice. But when it comes to selling tickets, no one is selling more tickets. And by, by the way, and, and based on that, Russell Peters is not on the list at all. Right. Which right. is like. He's selling out arenas around the world. Yeah. He's a global phenomenon of a comedian, hell of a nice guy, and he's not even on the fucking list. Yeah, okay, so that's ridiculous. Number three, Amy Schumer, right? Which uh, she is funny. Not right. saying she's not funny. But if we're just going on based on stand up. Uh, she's alone. Not, yeah, she's not in the top ten. For, you know, no the, the, take away the Amy Schumer show, take away Trainwreck, stand up alone. Not that she's not funny, not that she is a good stand up, but we're talking about the best. And and she's a ranked above Bill Burr, which right, is which... is not this should, this should not be the case. Yeah. I'm sorry. And even the, the, the tastemakers they... would agree that Bill Burr should probably be top three. 
Are they taking into consideration how much money they make or just how fun they are? Well, see, that's what we're saying. What is this fucking based on? Mm. What is Uh, it based on? They're saying... None of it makes sense. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. So that basically says... uh, What's Joey Diaz? Joey Diaz is, is... is recognized as by comedians as one of the funniest comics walking the planet today. And this is what they ranked it. What's his rank? Number like 67 or something. Like (laughs) 67. And like what they're saying is who are we to write a list of ranking comedians? You ask, who is this Heckler team? We're people who love comedy. A few of us have mustaches. Even our female staff. Uh, right away, oh, right wow. away, right away, this list should be based on that. Based on that, you should burn it. And not the ironic stashes from November, but thick stashes like Ditka or a steel worker. So that gives us credibility. You don't like it? Come up with your own list. Ours is still better, sucker. So that's that's, right. the, that's uh, it. Well, they knew they would get all kinds of heat from it from the comedy world. Yeah. Because it's, you know, anytime you make a list, I'll tell you which lists I really hate. The comics to watch list. Okay, then okay, then Jim those Je- are the lists I really fucking. Okay, hate. then Jim Jeffries number five. Jim Jeffries, very funny guy. Sebastian Manaclusco, funny, clean, great comic. Is he sixth in the world? You know, okay, Jared Carmichael number seven. Gerard, yeah. Uh, Gerard mm-hmm. Carmichael uh, number seven. You got to kick that one down to seven plus about forty. <laughs> Hannibal uh, Hannibal Burris. Number eight, uh, I haven't seen too much of Hannibal stuff, but uh, I mean, t- but then T.J. Miller is number nine, and we're basically just on stand-up alone. T.J. Miller, I mean, based on the fact that he directed Deadpool, yes, amazing, but is it? But that's he not directed it. He yeah. didn't direct it. No, he yeah, he started did. it. Wow. He started it. Is it also directed by? No. Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm hundred percent sure, sure he did not direct. Yeah. Deadpool. Oh, okay. Well, if he directed, I was going to say that was one of those, you know. Like, I think it was one of the Japanese guys or something. Who, it wasn't, I, I, I'll tell you this. It was not. T. It was a Zack Snyder disciple. It okay, was not T.J. number 10, Miller. Jerry Seinfeld. So we're putting, we're putting T.J. Miller over Jerry Seinfeld? No, 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 no. Number, not a chance. Number 11, Doug Stanhope. Nope, still not. No. Yeah, again. Right. You got, yeah. <laughs> Stop, every, the more you read it, the angrier I got. Number 12, Reggie Watts. <laughs> number 13, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, Jim is a, is a monster touring machine. Yeah. Tim Miller, that's who fucking directed oh. it. Oh, Tim, Tim Miller. Miller. I thought it said T.J. Miller. Okay, I was like, wow, he fucking directed it. All right, number 14. Number 14. <laughs> you actually respected T.J. Yeah, for basically, a yeah, yeah. There was a thing you were like, oh, shit, he directed it. Well, now I have oh, okay. Number 14, Dave Attell. Dave Attell should be way higher on this yeah. list. Yeah, uh, Then number 15, uh, Kumal Nanjiani. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's on Silicon Valley. Oh, Kumail, yeah. yeah. The Indian dude, yeah, Pakistani. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again. Number 16, Brett Ernst. Uh, Not that Kumail isn't Brett funny. Ernst, number 16. Number 16. Yeah, yeah. like out of nowhere, Brett, which yeah. I love Brett. But again, what do we. Now, when you have Brett 16, okay? <laughs> and you have. St- it's like, okay, what was the standard for this fucking list? Number 17, Don Rickles. He should be number one in my Holy fucking book. Don Rickles. But give me a break. You're going to include Don Rickles on this list and put him beneath <laughs> Brett Ernst? Or TJ Miller. Or TJ Miller. Kamal. Yeah, Kamal. Don Rickles. Yeah, you can't even. Don Rickles should be number one, two, and three in my fucking it, you're exactly right. If, if Don Rickles <laughs> is on the list, he has to be number one. He's a, he is a legend. Yeah. Not a working comic, a fucking legend. Number 18, Maria Bamford. Uh, very funny. I don't know much of her stuff. Number 19, Nick Kroll. He does characters. I don't know much of the stand-up. I know he asked me to yeah, do... Yeah, it's mostly character-based stuff these days. Number t- 20, Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, Theo, he is funny. Listen, Paul is Theo Vaughn, number twenty-one. Very funny. I, I love Theo. He's a good friend of mine. Is he the twenty-first best comic in the in the world right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, number twenty-two, John Mulaney. 
Then 23, Chris D'Elia. They didn't even put Dane Cook on the list. I was about to say, you mean Dane Cook. Like, that's, it's almost like they gave Chris D'Elia, like, the Dane Cook slot and said, it's basically the same. Dane's not even on the list. I know. I mean, how, how can you not? That's the other thing. How can you not include Dane? Yeah, 24. Because Dane is still performing, yeah. and he's back to being funny, usually. Yeah. So he's, he, when he's funny, he's a powerhouse. Number 24. Number 20, and he's uh, not on the list. 24, Tom Segura is a funny guy. Uh, Rachel Bloom. She's not even a comic. She's on, like, her, her she does musical comedy. I've never heard of her. Uh, number 26, Joe Rogan, who should be, I mean, Joe Rogan's below. T- I mean, you put Joe Rogan on stage, and none of the people in the top 20 could follow him yeah. in a half an hour set. I mean, he, none of these people, if, well, Rogan, was, if Rogan was featuring. Is it Joe's crowd, or is it just a crowd? Yeah. If it's because, because, because of the type of comedy he does, he crushes with his crowd. But if you're not a Joe Rogan disciple, it's very preachy comedy, and it doesn't necessarily crush a standard audience. Then Beth Stelling, I don't even know who that is. Beth Stelling, she's like, you know, Flavor of the Month recently did Conan. She's funny, She's not, but does she belong on this list? Meh. Then Lisa Lampanelli, Adam Devine. Above Lisa Lampanelli? I mean, come on. Eddie Pepitone. Get the fuck out of here. Eddie Pepitone's hilarious. Above Eddie yeah, Pepitone? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bobby Lee, then Eliza Schlesinger. I would put Eliza above Stelling. Oh, come on. Eliza, just on. above Stelling, not the other people. <laughs> Brent Morin, and then it keeps going on. And Joey, Joey, Brent Diaz. Morin. Here's a guy that's on this list just because he had a TV show. Gary Owens. Gary Owens is the beast. I love. Not Gary. that uh, Gary is, and not that Brett isn't funny. Brett Morin is funny. I'm just talking about in terms of where he's at in this list. All right, so we go we go all the way down to Joey Diaz, number 67 on the list. That's a fucking crime. Crime. That honestly, it's a crime because he's, he's one of the funniest people alive. Mm. Uh, way above. I mean, we got. You Haley. know what? I want. Listen, we're gonna re- release the MMA roasted list. Yes. Of the top fifty comics yes. in America, it'll be Adam Hunter, Greg Wilson, tied <laughs> for number one. Tyler Bowe, so number it's three. It's gonna be a slash, and then Tyler. Yeah, Tyler's number three. No, he moved to Portland. He's all the way. He's at. The, he's not even on the list. CB Gold, number thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk fighting. Sorry, yeah, let's we get got back to fighting. All right, so Bellator happened last week. <laughs> Someone make a list and put us on it. I was shocked about uh, about Darian Caldwell. Boy, I'll tell you, I love this little Joe guy now from Guam, representing Guam. The you kid know, fought a great fight. No, he didn't. Yes, he, he did. He got dominated for two rounds, and then, but he couldn't be beaten. He could be beaten. Caldwell Not beat that fight. Caldwell took a bad shot in the third, and he got and he got guillotine. It's just what happened. That's what uh, happens. But if Caldwell doesn't take that shot, he wins that fight. Probably the best thing to happen what for Caldwell. He actually knows now he's human. He knows he can be beat. But it was one of the bigger upsets in the last ten years in MMA. I think well, he was a sixteen to one. Favorite. I agree with that. I, and I would say it really did look like he wasn't taking him seriously. Really? It's as simple as that. I really didn't feel like he was taking this kid seriously. I felt that way through the whole fight. I felt like he was taking his time. I felt like he didn't capitalize on opportunities. It just seemed like he wasn't taking him that seriously. And I think he was enjoying fighting him. And then the kid caught him. Kid, the kid did catch him. Why do you think he took that shot like that? Do you think he was gassed? You know, it's just... When, when you've been... I mean, in, in high school, he was 100 and wins and like four losses in wrestling. You know, in college, he was amazing, a national champion. I mean, he beat the guy that beat Bubba eight times, Brett Metcalf. Uh, he's just taken that shot a billion times, and he's never really had to worry about getting choked from it. You know, I was going to say, wrestlers, that's their, that's you know, their and, one, is getting caught in the fucking choke. And that, it, it's just a matter of, it just took a bad shot. Uh, he didn't get beat up. He didn't get hurt. You know, he, but he, he lost, and it's a, it was a humbling experience. 
But, uh, you know, I still think the kid's got unlimited potential. And, uh, you know, I'm still extremely high on him. And he didn't, I wouldn't say get exposed at all. Just took a bad I shot. I wouldn't say that either. It was just, I mean, it, it, what happened with, and I was just, I mean, the kid was, was so ecstatic. It was hard not to be happy for him. Oh, yeah. Super, super happy for him. Uh, let's talk about the UFC on Fox. Wait, wait, we're not done with right. Bellator. Okay, let's yet. go on. Let's go on. Jesus Christ! First of all, what about Gallard Rickles? Gallard killed him. Now, exactly. I had the same feeling about this fight that I had about the last uh, uh, Hendricks fight, which is I, I felt like we were seeing the last of Rickles. I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's got it no more, man. I think that was. I think. You know, maybe one or two more little like, you know, where he's the guy that proves this kid's up and coming. But I think in terms of Rickles being a champion, I think the boat is safe. I also think it's Melvin Gillard is amongst the most talented guys in MMA, yeah. depending on what Melvin Gillard shows up. And the problem with Melvin Gillard is the same problem that we John Jones has, the same problems that Rampage has. It's mental. It's, yeah. not, it's not physical. Physically, these guys are blessed. They're gifted. But mentally... And that's the problem. It's that, you know, being a champion, people go, oh, well, you know, Mike Tyson could have been the best. But if you don't have the mental, if you don't have it mentally down, you, you, you can't be the champion. Yeah. And that's the and problem we'll talk with these about guys. That more in a minute. There's another fight coming up. We're going to but, talk about you know, Melvin Galar, when he shows up, he shows up. But the problem is, is he just shows up every Well, and it was a good fight. match for him because it was another guy that likes to just swing. Yeah. So it was really just a matter of who connected uh, that big knockout punch. Okay, what are you saying? What do you think about him uh, moving up to 170, asking for Paul Daly? Melvin Gillard? Yeah, after the fight, he, asked, he called out Paul Daly. That made uh, sense. Uh, I, I'm a little concerned about Gillard's chin with Paul Daly. <laughs> I mean, Paul Daly is one of the hardest hitters in MMA. I think it's a bad fight for Gillard. Yeah, because I thought the weight move was a smart move for him because he was like, I can't cut this weight no more. It's fucking killing hey, me. You know, like, good. Then, if, yes, then move up to the next but, but at the same time, he goes up to 170, beats Paul Daly. He's right back in the mix. Yep. So, Do you think he can't cut the weight anymore? He's just not training as seriously as he used to. I think Alar, I think Alar was a wrestler in high school. I think a lot of these guys, like they, they're really good at bad weight cutting. It's like, like Hendrix. Eventually, you know, like when I was re- wrestling – Guys, we would lose 17, 15 pounds in three days. You know, you go on these crash diets. Yeah. I was spitting in a cup all day and sucking on a lifesaver and, and filling it up with just spit. I was sleeping with the fucking windows open and shivering at night. I was going to the sauna with a, you know, with a rubber suit on. You know, and all that shit is okay when you're 17, right. 18, You 20, get old, your body just doesn't want to do it no more. 34, 35, it's just... I mean, even even now, like I'm 38, and I can't, you know, like I'll walk the dog at night. We'll get a, a Ben and Jerry's, and I'm like, I know this is. I'm going to see this tomorrow. When I was 21, I wouldn't see the Ben and Jerry's pint the next day or a week or whatever. But when you're 38, 37, it's just, it's just our bodies you, you are not made what, for though? that shit. I mean, you got when it comes to Gillard, you have to respect his commitment. To that bleach job. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, bro. Hey, hey, if you know you're what? too old to fight it that way, you're too old to wear that fucking. No hand. way. I Let think, it go. You know what? His hero was Kevin Randleman yeah. growing up, and Kevin Randleman right. had that. So right. and I, th- I think, Randleman, what, and like I think, yeah, I think he asked for permission to do it. Right? Really? But, yeah. but but he's been doing it from his first fight. He's always had the bleed. I think, you know what? I think Kevin, I think it's time to let it go. I think right when Cisco became uncool, he should have kind of... He should have let it go, too. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, Cisco, let it go. You need to let it go, too. Absolutely. Uh, so what else we got? I'm oh, not- I, I want to talk about this gal, this uh, Emily Decote. 
Okay. Who knocked that other bitch the fuck out. Now, granted, it was a TKO because she didn't direct it, but she spun around. And let me tell you something. Remember when I first saw Johanna Yes. Okay? And I came in here and I was like, this girl's got fists of fury. She's going to be something. Sounds like you just had like a stroke, by the way. What's that? Sounds like you just had like a minor stroke. Whatever. I'm never going to get it right. Go on. But anyways, I called her Joanna on the show. Like, I blew it. Um... But this girl, when I was watching her, when she hit this girl and spun her around, I saw something that you don't see in the women's fights. Power. Real fucking power. And I'm interested to see what happens next with this girl. Because most of these girls, I mean, Joanna has speed. You know what I mean? She has that incredible ability yeah. to mount up punches on you. Here's I've a, never seen here's a, a problem, girl is that with this be- kind of one punch here's, knockout. Here's the problem. The Bellator women's division it has like four girls and, what, 125? Like three girls at one forty-five. Well, exactly. She was like, she was like two and one. The other girls two and zero. Oh. Like they really yeah. had they, any fights. They really got to get their shit no, together. Definitely shallow water. But I mean, she's got power, which you just don't see in women's fighting that much. I was excited. I think things are gonna happen for. Her. I think what, she's gonna knock some bitches out. Here's what they should do. They should. I'm just thinking. I'm just spitballing here. Is that they need to? Uh, Bellator needs to do like a reality show with women, and where they create a division. Yeah. And. Even do it online. Do it. Do a YouTube looking for a fight style. Perfect. But they and need to do because nobody knows these girls, and they fight so infrequently, and it's like, oh yeah, they're the champ, but they there's three girls in the division. It's like yeah. big deal. It's like uh, it's like you, if you, you can come in third and not ever want to fight. That they they really need to get their shit together as far as because it's it's a joke right now. And, you know, women's MMA is not that deep, but there are girls that would fight in Bellator. And you could probably grab some of the Invicta girls who aren't yeah, getting yeah, yeah. fights. You could probably grab some of the RFA girls. I know there's a Legacy probably has a couple girls. You can grab them. Even, even the UFC girls that aren't happy with their contracts totally. would probably jump ship. But other than but it's because it's becoming a joke. And not many people know this, but she was actually number eighty-two on that comics list. <laughs> so you know, this girl's got a lot going on, in my opinion. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the UFC. Yeah. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Holly Holm. Tremendous. Called it. I I called it. He called I it. Yeah, I, I did. I knew Valentina was going to win because. Number one, I've seen her fight before a couple times, but she's got two weapons, and Holly has, has one weapon. You're basically, it's a kickboxer versus a boxer. I know people say Holly's No, but you say that, but Holly's got great kicks, and she's, she's used got, them very effectively. She's got great kicks, but this other girl has world-class kicks. And yeah. Holly does have, she has good kickboxing, but I think this other girl's a different level. And Holly has a problem when girls don't go straight forward to her. Uh, well, Ronda Rousey was tailor-made for Holly. She went straight forward right. and let her counterpunch all day long, whereas Valentino became the counterpuncher, yeah. and then it just threw off Holly's game. Listen, game? I, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Holm is usually the counterpuncher. Uh, Valentino became a counterpuncher this time. She had no answer for it. No answer. Yeah. And I feel bad for Holly Holm because I, I don't feel bad for her, but it's just like she's, she's in a weird state now. I mean, like, that Misha Tate fight, she was a minute away from winning. Yeah. Uh, and and then, like, where does she go from here? As you know, I got a boner for Holly. Yes. Uh, oh, me too, me too. Right? Like a strong, like a strong it's boner. It's a weird one, too. Yeah, it's real hard. But here's the thing. You were talking about the mental game. And remember I was talking about how I felt like her husband didn't, like, really... Like, like didn't seem to show the support, yeah. that, you know, or the excitement for her career... 
That uh, you know what? I didn't see that. And I'm telling you, man, I think that that her head wasn't in the fight. I think whatever was going on outside of the fight. Uh, I, 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 and again, I don't know. I got no information, but it seemed to me mentally she wasn't together in that fight. There's no reason the taller person with the longer reach should be the one whiffing every time they throw a uh, kick you know, or a punch. You have to also understand that Holly Holm beat Raquel Pennington, but not impressively. Her next fight against that Brazilian, who was it against? Uh, You're useless. Get back, CB Gold. CB Silver. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was there, but it, that also was not that impressive. And then she was a 10-to-1 underdog against Ronda Rousey. 10-to-1. Marilyn Renault, right? Yeah, yeah. Marilyn Renault. She, did look, she didn't look that great against Renault. Uh, and then, but now, all of a sudden, she beats Ronda, and she's the greatest fighter ever. And it was like sort of this other girl's really good. Not that she wasn't very good, but what I was seeing was mistakes that she shouldn't have been making. Why is she? she was, first of all, she had no passion. Behind her kicks. No, she always has that. No, no, no. That's Those that's kicks that's were lazy. No, they, they were not. They were not. I like to see you take one of her kicks. I, I wouldn't have to because she didn't get close to the girl. Apparently, you could just stand there and she'll just swing right past. No, that's not. I'm what telling happened. you, her mind is this, this other the girl. Game. I think what, what it came down to was Shevchenko was just a superior striker. I mean, just outside of MMA, she has uh, championships, wins over. Uh, you and, and, and she, but she was clearly counter striking. She was counter, you know, it was yeah. all counter punches. And Holly kept playing right into it. These other girls really got her feet. Mind was in the the way to beat either of these girls is to have an amazing ground game. And, what's gotta happen. and Holly, that's why Nunez was, was able to do it. She took, I was there. She took her down a couple times and she held her there and dominated her on the ground until the third round in, in which uh, she started guessing. Yeah, she, she won. But same thing with Holly. You're you're. You're probably not going to beat Holly in a striking contest unless you yourself are a world-class striker, which Ronda Rousey isn't, which Misha Tate. Oh, Misha Tate beat her, but beat her with grappling. Right. If you didn't have a grappling, the, 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 the shitty part about this fight with both these girls was that if they would have had elite grappling, they would have beaten the other girl. Unfortunately, that's a, you know, it takes years to think. We're, t- we're talking about two girls that be- were strikers that b- then became MMA fighters. They, were, they didn't start off... Like Rory McDonald in MMA class at fucking age seven. They didn't. They were not wrestlers who became this. It's it's interesting. Listen, all Holly needs is a weekend with me. Yes, in wine country. Yes, right. A little mm. wine, little cheese. The other girl, I think, was cuter. Finger bangs. I think the other girl, <laughs> and I'm telling you, she comes back <laughs> a real the fighter we saw against. I think Robert the other girl is hotter. I think Valentina is hot. I, I, she's 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 not she's not not hot. I like she's got a soft feminine voice, but Holly's hotter. Really? I, yeah. No. Yeah. I think what makes the win more impressive for her is that I don't think she cuts any weight to make one thirty five. Valentina? Yeah, she weighed in at one thirty three. You think you think she's hot? Holly sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. Is it the freckles, Adam? Is it the freckles? It just looks like Holly's bo- Holly has a nice body like at the wings. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And, they, and thankfully, the fight was long enough for me to enjoy it on a sexual level. Oh, come on. <laughs> Felice ended it so fucking Why fast. Why do you like, do that? Felice, I Why barely you... got it out of my pants. Did you really have your dick out of your pants? Of course. It went come on. So, it went all five rounds. Which round did you finish in? About halfway through the third. You're out of your mind. But, no, but she looked so good. And they were both wearing the tight shorts, which all right. also. All right. Let's talk. First of all, But I'm Felice telling you, them. she just needs a weekend with me in wine country. She'll be back on her case. She'll be a lesbian. She All right, so... <laughs> hey, listen, a lesbian who's in love. Edson Barboza. Edson <laughs> uh, Barboza. Oh, man. Uh, Melendez got his legs kicked. Like, I, oh, yeah. That was insane. Uh, by the way, if you can speak a little louder. Uh, you know, they, they really threw Gilbert. They did not give him an easy fight in his comeback fight. This guy, Barboza, I mean, his he kicks... He said he was hot. 
And his Hot. kicks are insane. When he beat Pettis, I was like, and I, I, I called both people like, oh, you, you know, you, you were wrong on the, but I, I did call that that fight as well. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Melendez, it just he looked, he looked, he was a good fighter fighting a great fighter. It, they're and going opposite directions. One guy's on the way up, the other guy's on the way down. It's called a crossroads fight. That's what they say. It's a crossroads fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the thing. It seemed like in the first round, Gilbert was in it. And then the second round, when Barboza came out, to me, it looked like he knew he had him figured out. It's Going into the second round, he, was, he came out with a different era, a different air, different vibe, like, okay, I saw what you got, and now I'm going to fucking dominate it's you. It's just crazy. I feel like that's exactly what I, happened. I, I, I think once he sees his uh, leg kicks doing damage and working, he, he gets confidence from him. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He came out so confident in the second round, like, I, I see what you got now. I took what you got. And now I know I can beat you. And he's going to he be did. really hard to beat at 55. I mean, he's he was excited. he was fucking Ferguson up before Ferguson had caught that Dars. Um, and you wonder who's going to beat him at 55. I, I mean, Pettis I, versus Barboza. I think he should get RDA next. That would be a good fight. That would be a good fight. That would be a good fight. But usually they give uh, the winner the winner. And yeah, but since RDA is the ex-champ, uh, they often give the ex-champ a winner. Like, uh, so who, the, who should Pettis fight then? I, I, mean, Pet- I, I mean, who should Alvarez fight? Uh... I think Alvarez, uh, Khabib, maybe Khabib, Ferguson, one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, it's that's nice to know that when we changed CBs, <laughs> there was no change in the energy level. <laughs> I like no, this is perfect. I want you to keep it right there, right at point see, five. You gotta see his comedy, Greg. Though it is the most fu- like it's the, it's like Yoshi. You okay, know, it's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. like the most twisted. Are you fu- Armenian? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the most twisted jokes I've ever... And then I go on his Snapchat. It's all him and his daughter and, like, dogs. That's and my niece. That's your niece? Yeah. All right, that's, that's, all right now it's creepy. Okay, <laughs> but I'm saying... His niece, you know, the one, the one that's missing from somewhere in the Northeast. There's fucking milk cartons with her, with the same images on them. All over Armenia, there's milk cartons. Uh, like, have you seen this tiny, hairy girl? <laughs> Return her to Armenia, please. Unless she is in Glendale, then God bless. You made it to Armenia part two. Missing Furby. All right. <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you who looked good was that guy, Francis. Ngannou. Ngannou. The Nigerian nightmare? Yeah. Oh, he looked really Biggest good. mismatch in a long time, man. Boy, he killed that. The other, this one looked like they had... This is one of those ones where it looked like, where did you find this other guy to fight him? Like The other guy hadn't lost in 10 years, though. But oh my, I don't know who... But he looked out of shape. <laughs> he looked like... He looked, where, it was like, where did you find this? That, yes. Like, drive through, like, hey, get in the car. We're fucking taking you to the fight. It that, was like Trump said, fight or you're deported. <laughs> It was that guy ate one shot, covered up, and quit. He wanted out, and as soon as the fight was stopped, he started complaining. That that was hilarious, man. Yeah, they always do that. <laughs> yeah, but that guy, it was not a bad stoppage. It wasn't. You no. could tell he, he didn't was want getting to be in there. beat bad. And the thing is, uh, the, he, the other guy whiffed and he went down. He didn't even like actually connect. He was like, he felt the breeze on the, yeah, the yeah. mist. Yeah. It was like, oh, no, <laughs> get me the fuck out of yeah. here. Yet, now, yet, I'm not saying, but I don't know how good this guy Francis. Nganu is. Uh, I just don't know. We don't know how good he is. Right. There was nothing about his technique that you were like, oh my God, this guy is a dynamite fighter. You just saw him and you're like, this guy's fucking power and he's fast and this guy's just no match for him. I would like to see him against Todd Duffy, somebody with a little more experience. Walt Harris would be good. Walt Harris or uh, is that other guy, Sean Jordan, still in the UFC? No, he left. He left? Yeah. Oh, that would have been a good fight. Uh, Felice Herrig. Yeah! Felice! Very happy you were for Felice. Wrong. I was wrong. I told you. 
I was 100% wrong. That was one of, one of the ones I got right. Felice <laughs> just looked stronger. She looked great. Great, strong, hot. Focused. Focused. Very sexy. And I wrote a joke that she threw a mouthpiece <laughs> into the crowd, and then someone got an STD. <laughs> and then I felt bad because like, I was with my girlfriend. She's like, why would you write that? I'm like, no, it's, I roast people. So I actually deleted it. I was like, oh, uh, I felt But that Felice, I think, would have laughed at that. I think she would have I laughed. think she would have, yeah. especially because she knows you. Yeah, know. She knows you're joking. But then I don't want to take know, away from I would have tried win. to catch it with my mouth. <laughs> like a dog catching a frisbee. Like, you would have used it as a cock ring. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like Felice. I'm happy that she got a win because she had a rough year. I mean, getting beat up on TV by Paige Van Zandt yeah. was not a good look for her. Then she lost twice on American Ninja Warrior. And the first one she lost in 12 seconds. Then she went back on, trained her ass off, and still <laughs> finally made it, but they, they never aired it. Uh, and she told, told everyone to watch it, and they never and they aired didn't it. show her saying, oh, no. that's the worst. When you tell people to watch something, you, they didn't tell you you got cut from I it? I know. I've, like, I've been there. I'm on tonight, guys. Because then you have the thousand comments like, I didn't see you. I Are know. you on next week? Or what? Like, <laughs> just like, I know. Oh. And then someone's like, fuck that. And then it makes you feel even worse that they're getting angry for you. Can I tell you, I never tell anyone about my TV appearances. I just let them air, and then whoever watches, like, hey, I just saw you on this. That way I know that my shit fucking airs. Yeah, the problem with that, though, sometimes is that, you know, you tell, like, like tonight I'm on True TV. I don't know how I'm looking on it. So you I don't want I didn't, to tell nobody I about I didn't this. tell anybody. At the same time, it's like, you want bookers, people that book rooms, so know that you're working, so you want to say This isn't the same, though. No. 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 It's not, this isn't like the late show. No, because you weren't the guy making the comments. You're the guy in the clip. And even if I wasn't the guy making the comments, who cares? Yeah. I, I've been on a bunch of those shows. They, they really... It does nothing for your career. Yeah. I did three seasons on World's Dumbest. They still air the shit out of I'm on True TV almost every day, and no one recognizes me at the airport. Nobody ever goes, hey, I mean, on occasion, a 13-year-old kid would be like, hey, you're on World's Dumbest. Yeah. But nobody else notices you. The digital pile is so deep. It's very hard to get noticed. And I'm telling yeah. you, I've been on it for years. I was on a bunch of those E-specials. And, yeah. And the we only, used to do those together. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the only thing it was good for was like if you were single and getting pussy because chicks watch heat. Right. Exactly. No, listen. <laughs> they're good for getting puss. Absolutely. <laughs> like that's but in terms of the career thing, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, it just doesn't mean what it used to mean. Yeah. That's, which is crazy. Um, so Eddie Wineland... Happy for him, man. Yeah. Turn back the clock, baby. Yeah, and he's a nice guy. I think he's like a fireman or a... And he looked intense, man. He was, he was ready He was ready to just knock a motherfucker out, and he did it. He did it. He did. I, I was surprised because Frankie Sands looked really good against Uriah Favor. Really good against yeah. Uriah Favor. And, uh, you know... I called that one, man. I knew uh, Wyland was going to... I figured he, it was going to be the same kind of fight against the one he had against Scott Jorgensen. What do you do for a job, by the way? Uh, I write for MMA Ozbreaker and... Uh, yeah. Other riding gigs here and there. Nice. You're a very strange guy. <laughs> <laughs> that Vineland guy, man, he gets the Eye of the Tiger Award. He fucking had it. <laughs> this guy, we replaced TV with someone just as awkward. Totally. You got, you got another guy that also looks like he sleeps underground. <laughs> you can't. Every guy, some guy slithers out of the earth like, I know everything about MMA. You're like, you're on the show. And then two months later, it's like, dude, this guy is a little... I'm like, what the fuck do you think was going to happen? <laughs> he slithers out of the earth. <laughs> That's what happens. They, they sleep in tunnels under the ground. Like in watching MMA videos. Like, Look how white this kid is. It's late July. His shirt blends perfectly with his skin. 
<laughs> He's wearing a Bernie Sanders shirt. That's no, uh, Larry David. Oh, Larry David. Oh, no, oh, Same guy. Yeah, I don't know. Larry David. Gotcha. All right. So Darren Elkins, man. I freaking. Not not funny. The damage. Listening. Darren Elkins. I knew that. You know what? I, I've learned to never bet against Darren Elkins after he fucked up my Chaz Skelly, uh, my parlay at UFC, whatever. <laughs> you and your parlays, you always go for one too many. But this kid, Darren Elkins, is making a comeback. I remember him in The Ultimate Fighter. And I think I really, my eyes opened him when he beat... Uh, he was on The Ultimate Fighter? Was he on The Ultimate Fighter? I don't think so. Oh, well, then I don't remember him. But I, I remember <laughs> when he beat that, that Brazilian guy that won The Ultimate Fighter. Ha- ha- no, he beat Hacker and Diaz, but he wasn't on The Ultimate Fighter. Did he beat either. the other Brazilian guy that won The Ultimate Fighter the, one, the year with that Mayhem versus... Uh, uh, no, uh, Diego? No, it was Brand Mayhem out? versus... Uh, Bisbing. Diego Bra- yeah, Diego, Diego Brandao. Brandao. He beat Brandao, right? Did they fight? Yeah, he did. He beat Brandao in a fight where everybody was was, was counting, was saying how good Brandao oh, yeah, was. Yeah. That was the same card Barbosa got uh, knocked out in by Varner. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but you know what? Darren, there was a point in that first round when it looked like Darren was going to get knocked the fuck out. But he Darren- recovered. He Luckily, he recovered and came back and beat this guy, which, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the name Godofredo, Pepe, Pipi, or his fucking, <laughs> or his hair, his neon fucking hair. But I, I don't know about you, but there was something about him that I enjoyed watching him get beat. Yeah, the hair. The hair. It, the hair. it was. It was, the, it was like, that's right, you and your fucking hair. It was and a then, cocky attitude, too. But it was. And he, but, I mean, and that cocky attitude is probably what cost him, because the reality is he could have finished Elkins in the first, and he didn't. Well, I know Elkins is hard to finish, man. Elkins is not an easy guy to finish. He had him hurt. He's like a kid. I think he was a like a four-time state champ wrestler, and he's just a kid from like the Midwest that just keeps coming and coming. Yeah. And now he's a team alpha male, and that is a great fit for him because he's a little scrappy wrestler dude. And uh, you can just see how much better he's getting. Yeah. Uh, Kamara Usman won. We're going to have Usman back on the podcast. Usman was good, Dominant man. Win. Good fight. 30-25. And I'm happy to take away a point for grabbing the fence against that guy, Yov Kovlev. Because yeah, I think yeah, yeah. too many times people are not taking away points. They aren't. And, I w- and it was a fast point takeaway, too. He didn't wait for it. He was like, hey, get your hands on it. That's it. And he pulled it and took it. And I think that's the way it needs to happen more decisively faster. Because guys do that shit all the time. I know. It's annoying. I I said that Trump today is going to build a better fence, and then, <laughs> and, then, and then someone said, and, and then someone wrote, and have Yakovlev pay for it. <laughs> so thank you guys for tagging. By the way, the new MMA roasted T-shirts will be out on AdamHunter.com. I'll post a link. You can buy one and uh, and and rep. In the back, it says Team Roasted, and you could be a part of Team Roasted. Uh, I'll tell you, the, the, some great fights were Jason Knight, Jim Allers. That fight was a fucking war yeah. on Fight Pass. And Alex Oliveira, uh, the cowboy, beat James Muntasari. Uh, Muntasari. And uh, yeah, the kid's like good, that. man. Uh, yeah, he, James is good. And this kid, but, you know. In the first round, he uh, landed a couple shot, uh, shots to the nuts. I thought he should have been uh, deducted a point for, for that too. So James should have. No, uh, Oliveira. Oh yeah, 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 yeah he, absolutely. He wasn't the same after that groin shot. I, and it's funny though because uh, James is like they said he's like a some kind of crazy taekwondo. I, I think it used to be in ranks of martial arts most effective in the octagon. You got to go with like I would say wrestling number one. Uh, Muay Thai is up there. Uh, Jiu Jitsu. Judo was always like a number four, and then point karate, or karate was number five. Now with the resurgence of Wonder Boy 
MVP. Certain guys are using karate where it's it's up there, but it's still only a few. It's not like this huge. I mean, I would say Wonder Boy MVP. Who else do you think is a good karate guy? Justin Scoggins. Justin Scoggins. Okay. You know but, what I felt sorry for was that J.C. Cottrell kid. Because I guess he took the fight, his first fight in the UFC, he took it on like five days' notice or something. Yeah. And I mean, he just he yeah. just got dominated. Yeah, that happened. I, I felt bad for him. I was like, come on, kid, get in there. But he wasn't, he couldn't get anything right. He kept letting him get, get himself caught in the clinch. It's like, you have no ground game versus this guy. Fucking stay on your feet. He couldn't stay on his fucking feet. But, but... Back to what I was saying before that, yes. Uh, what do you think is the most least effective martial art out of all of them in the octagon? Ninjutsu? Ninjutsu? <laughs> Sambo. Sambo? No, I don't know, man. With, like, Khabib? Uh, Khabib is... Maybe it's the least used. Least used. I'm talking about least, least effective. Capoeira? <laughs> Capoeira, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That dance. dance fighting? Yeah, I would say... Ju- well, Judo was making a comeback with Rousey. But she was basically the only one really using judo. I think Jervo G- serves like guys like Hector Lombard and Sexy Yama best who, who want to strike and use it to keep the fight on the feet, like have a strong base to keep it standing. Are karate and taekwondo basically considered the same thing when it uh, comes to this? Because are they basically very similar? Like well, I think, Korean, I think Japanese? I think, I mean, point, I think point karate is the least effective because you're just, you're just scoring points. You're not right. really like trying to hurt the guy. Right. Uh, but... I mean, there's basically, like, in MMA right now, there's, like, three guys, Wonder Boy and, uh, and MVP, or, like, two guys really use, effectively using karate more than anybody. I'm not sure there are a couple others. As far as judo, I mean, Ishii, who just got beat up by Rampage, who did okay. I thought he won that fight. He actually didn't get beat up by Rampage. I thought he actually beat Rampage. Scoggins versus McCall this Saturday. It's okay. So let's talk about Saturday. We got Robbie Lawler versus Tyron Woodley. Uh, this, man... Woodley just shot the Fast and the Furious today. He just tweeted out. He did it. I, I follow him on Instagram. I'm like, bro, you, you need to fucking. He's like, just shot a scene with uh, my boys and Fast and the Furious uh, 12 or whatever it's. Uh, that's uh, what he was doing today. Today, yeah. Oh, boy. I didn't even know that, but now that I do know that, I'm going for Robbie Lawler. Right? Yeah, you got to bet with Robbie Lawler. Yeah. If he's distracted like this, yeah, this man. close to his fucking. against, against the champ? I think and you got, the, you're making time for this? With, like, Tyrese and uh, whatever his name. Uh, I mean, granted, whatever it takes to keep you from smoking weed, I get it. You know? But, <laughs> but he, on, he also man. has, like, eight kids also. Uh, Tyron Woodley. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he wants to fight anymore, man. He's, like, 35 now in, like, the last couple of years. He hasn't been fighting. He's, he's just been waiting for the title show. He was in that, uh, that movie um, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. My only thing about Robbie Lawler, he's been in so many wars. He's been hit so many times. He, I mean, just by everybody. By Hendrix. By, uh, by I mean, by Rory McDonald. Matt by Brown. Mayhem Miller. By this guy. By the, I mean, he's had so many fights. When is the chin going to go? Because eventually, I think it has to go. Yeah. You can't take... The, so, is this the fight where the chin goes? That, that's the thing. With this fight, he can't, he can't get into a slugfest in the first round. Because well, he could get knocked out by Tyron. He could, pretty much well, he could knock him out. Well, he was a great wrestler, too. Wrestled for Mizzou. Right. I, uh, I mean, he's got good striking. I don't think he has great jiu-jitsu, but he, he has good jiu-jitsu. Man, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like almost putting money on Woodley. I, Do you think Woodley <laughs> has to take him to the ground? I, no, I think Woodley's, Woodley's best chance is to knock him out. I, I yeah. think if you're betting him, you should just bet in the first round or by knockout. Because I, I think if he doesn't finish him in like, the first round and a half, I think he's going to oh, guess. Well, but the last time you told me... 
this guy is a short guy. Then you know what he does? Every time I make a bet on the podcast, right, this fucker texts me and goes, bro, you never should have bet on that guy. <laughs> like, if I lose, he's like, I could have told you this. He doesn't tell me before I make the bet. Right, or, right, or, right, or, right, or, right. Or, but now he is. No. So let's test no, this no. kid. Then he goes, he goes, for example, right? He goes, for example, the, the, the fight coming up to, uh, t- uh, tomorrow night, this guy is a lock. Dude, <laughs> this guy gets fucking tapped in like oh, three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so, a better fighter, though. So I wrote him back. CB Copper. Oh. So I, I wrote him back. I wrote, great pick. And that's, 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 that's all I wrote back. <laughs> like, no, the, the guy I picked was the better fighter. He just couldn't finish. Ended up guessing. He was his first fight in the UFC. Uh, Lopez. Great pick. Come on the show. <laughs> the, way, the way you were totally wrong about that, clearly we need to have you on the podcast. <laughs> slither on out. <laughs> I like how they slither. They go, slither on there. And they go, I know everything about MMA. I know everything about MMA. I live underground. <laughs> All right, so I honestly, I don't know, man. Something is telling me that Woodley's going to pull up to upset. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, they've trained together. My only fear is that Tyron does not like to get in slugfests. The last time he got into a slugfest was against Nate the Great Marquardt, where he got knocked out. And that was, like, one of the best fights ever. But since then, he's played it safe. He's played it. He, he kind of played it safe against Gastelum. He played it safe against Jake Shields. I thought he lost the Gastelum fight, though. He kind of did. Uh, he played it safe against Jake Shields. Um, he, he either knocks you out quickly or kind of plays it safe. And he looked terrible against Roy McDonald. And whereas Lawler has been looking like a beast against everybody. Right. But they've trained together. And I don't know. Woodley, maybe he's a gamer. Maybe he'll step up to this fucking... He knows he's... <sighs> something tell you me. you got to go with your gut. If you got a gut feeling... You go with your gut. You don't question your My gut. My gut is telling me Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. If you're talking about upsets, I like uh, Koa Kiwish to upset. Oh, hold up. Hold oh. up. Okay, okay. That's the next. Okay. Gabe, you're, you're already ahead of me. All right. <laughs> How do you say this girl's last name? Koa Kiwish. Who is she? Uh, she's a Polish striker. And who is she? I don't know. Who is she fought? Uh, Ronda Marcos. Uh, oh, she beat Randa. Uh, uh, that chick from The Ultimate Fighter who, uh, who beat uh, Beck, Beck. Roddy Beck? Roddy yeah. Beck. Who's the chick that beat her? Uh, what's her name? Randy Bick here. Oh, oh, she beat uh, Heather Joe Clark. Yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to go on a date yeah. with yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Hunter, yeah. but I took too many uh, fat banners <laughs> right, and right. wound up blowing all the guys in the gym. Right, that's exactly who she beat. Yeah, she's really good. So you think she's going to beat Rose? Uh, I think it's a close fight, and she's like a two-to-one underdog, so I think she's a good bet. I think she has a good chance of winning. Rose looked great in her last fight. Against yeah, Paige Van Zandt, but I yeah. do, but I think Paige was, was overhyped. And she fought Tisha after that. It looked great there too. Who? Tisha Torres. Tisha Rose beat Tisha in her last fight. Yeah. How did she beat Tisha? Decision. Did she look great or did Tisha look? But I don't know. It's one of those things. Where like, did Tisha wasn't Tisha like in college that day or something? She was just graduating. She was getting her master's degree like the day before the fight. Yeah, it was like one that. of those things where like, if you're fighting, you shouldn't have finals like the day before the fight. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, you got goals. Or you shouldn't. I, I respect that. Or yeah. you shouldn't be shooting the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of Carolina, I would shoot Fast and Furious into her. <laughs> <laughs> So, I like Rose because she looks like she's mad at her dad. She, she does. She does. Especially with that new haircut. Yeah, I, man, totally. She looks hot, though. She's right? got a beautiful she's trying, face. She's, thinking she's trying not to look hot, and I think that's what turns me on about it. Pat Barry was saying that the first time he's trained with Rose, and he's this is her boyfriend, he held the mitts for her, and he was like, whoa, like this chick hits way harder than she should. Like, 
what the fuck is going on here? She thinks those are her dad's hands. That's <laughs> 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 all she got to do is see that face. The one that he's, the one with him looking back at her as he le- gets in his car <laughs> to go get that pack of cigarettes he never came back from. That she got to do is see that. So who are you picking? I got Kowakuish uh, with the upset. And you're picking Robbie or, or Tyron? Uh, Robbie. And Greg, you take Robbie or Tyron? I'm going with Robbie. Yep. I'm going with Rose. Yep. I'm okay. on Team Greg here. Right? You, Robbie, team, and Rose? I'm on Team Greg, yeah. Two favorites? Ooh, uh, big risk takers there. Yeah. All right, Matt Brown versus well, Jake Not Allen. everybody has the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're gay for Tyron Woodley. Jesus Tyron. Christ. I got a feeling in my pants. He's the chosen for one. Tyron Woodley. Uh, T Wood. I got a. So. <laughs> I got T Wood. You got P Wood for T Wood. Matt Brown, Ellenberger. This we is gotta gonna, go with Ellenberger. This is gonna be Jake's comeback fight. I, I'm telling you, guys at the Kings MMA are telling me he's dominating guys that that like top level guys. He, the old Jake is back. He, he's 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 not training with that weapon specialist for the last one. <laughs> He did. He had a he had an army. They both came in here. I'm like, so were you in the army? The guy's like, no. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, have you ever fought before? No. But he was putting Jake in situations of like, like, okay, you're, you're like getting waterboarded, and it's not time. I'm like, no, this, let's just fucking work on sprawls. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Take down defense. <laughs> Take down. I like defense. Jake too, man. What's crazy is what's crazy is uh, he's he's a near three to one underdog in this fight, so you can make good money on, on him. So I, listen, I want Jake to win. But I haven't seen anything out of Jake to make me think he's going to win. <laughs> All right. So if I put $100 on Jake, Carolina, and Woodley, what would I make? Uh, you would make like, like over three grand probably. Parlay? Yeah. Over three grand? Yeah. But I would recommend but getting Woodley out of that. I like this. I like Carolina, uh, Jake, Scoggins, and Masvidal. The other two are favorites. So, guys, if you actually listen to us and win any money, tip us at yeah. tipafighter.com. <laughs> Spread the wealth. We've given them so much conflicting. You know what we do? Like, here's what we do, right? I'll give them one guy, you give them the opposite, and if you win, uh, yeah, tip, us. You win, you tip us. <laughs> so, if you go with Team Greg, like Joe, which is going with, with, with Rose and, and Lawler, you should tip us. So, you're picking Matt Brown, Greg? I got to tell you, I hate to say it, as much as my heart wants to say Ellenberger, I, yeah. you know, he's a friend of yours, friend of the show, super great guy. I haven't seen anything in recent history to make me believe he's going to beat Matt Brown. But look who's been fighting. He's been fighting monsters, and he hurt Wonderboy. He hurt Safadine. He yeah. lost the fights. Yeah. I don't know. I'm telling you. I'm going from, like, guys that train with Jake. I've asked him before his last fights. I'm like, how's Jake look? They were, like, not good. Okay? Versus guys now... It's a whole different Jake Ellenberger. That's fine. That's in the gym. Again, I, I, I want it to be Jake. I want it to be Jake. Jake has everything. If, but Matt if, Brown's, you know, eating if Matt that Brown, sweet cream. If Matt Brown loses, sweet he, cream. If, if Matt Brown loses, he's not getting cut. If Jake loses, he, uh, Matt Brown, Jake Ellenberger has but, to but win. But why else is Ellen, But why is Ellenberger on that cusp? Why is he in that position? Oh, of course. But, but, but you know, why is the sky blue? We're talking about fucking shit. No, because he's been losing. He has been losing. The sky isn't blue because the sky's been losing. Well, the, based the on the sky's blue because it reflects a certain amount of light from the sun, and that's the color that's the residue of the refraction. They're right. both on losing streaks. Oh, yeah. That's pretty smart. All right, so uh, Francisco <laughs> Rivera versus Goito Perez. Goito was the guy that uh, what's the name beat right? Um, Caraway beat that he fish hooked. Yeah. Uh, Francisco Rivera I've had him on the show I love Francisco He gets into dumb striking wars though Like against John Lineker That was one of the greatest rounds But yeah, sick. Unfortunately uh, 
Ugh. This should be a uh, close war too, man. Uh, I think it'll go to a decision probably. You think so? Yeah. You know what? We're we're gonna call Gerard Har- Gerald Harris, uh, and um, we're gonna get his takes on some of these fights as well. We also uh, Gerald Harris actually he's a comedian. He's a fighter. He was in the UFC. He lost one fight and they cut him. I thought it was one of the worst cuts that they did. It was not fair how they cut him. Uh, he lost one decision and they cut, which is bullshit. That's bullshit. And then he went to the World Series of Fighting and couldn't get a fight for some reason. Like something happened where he just couldn't get a fight. Uh, and he 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 went three and one since the UFC, and now he wants to get back into the UFC. So he's he's trying to get back into the UFC. He's he's opened up a comedy room. He he booked me, paid me cash. Fucking love when they That's pay nice. before yeah. before he went on stage. Maybe cash. So he already tipped. He already tipped you. Yeah, he's a, he's. A, <laughs> you know what? He's actually a. a Where's real, his room? Where's his comedy room? In Oklahoma City. Oh, I'll tell you what. He's a really funny guy. guy. <laughs> like he's not like one of these like oh yeah I do comedy and then you watch him you're like you don't do comedy you get on stage and talk to a microphone but you're not really doing comedy. He actually does comedy. He's legitimate. He's been doing it for like like ten years. Yeah. Unfortunately, he also has a like he has about seven kids or something and. He's been married seven times. Uh, <laughs> he, he's, he, the guy's been through it. So, let's see. Gerald Harris. I think we're calling him at 6.30. So, okay. We're going to call him. What's his name right now? Okay, so. Ross Pearson's back. Yes. Stepping up to 170. This guy. That, you know what's so funny? How some guys get cut. You don't know why. And they just disappear. And then other guys. You're like. He's still there. Because he wins every other fight. Yeah. Okay. Every other fight. Okay, so we're not calling Joe right now. We're calling Camaro first, uh, who actually is coming off a big fight last week. Looked great. Great dude. I, I, I don't know why he was on the, on the uh, prelims. The guy won the Ultimate Fighter, uh, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there. He won the Ultimate Fighter. I think it's because of the opponent. They knew what kind of match he was going to be. I think they knew it was going to be like a three-round three decision. Sort of. Really? Yeah. That's his- hey, is this Camaro? Yes, sir. You're on the MA Roasted Podcast. It's me, the Greg Wilson, Joe, Gabe. How are you, man? I'm wonderful. How's everyone? Good. Congrats on your big win, dude. That was awesome. that was awesome. Nigerian nightmare, baby. Yeah, you killed it, bro. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Did that did that fight go as expected? Uh not not necessarily. You know, I um I knew he was a tough guy, but I didn't anticipate how tough he would be to finish. You know, I, I put everything into uh, trying to get him out of there, but unfortunately, he was very durable and he was uh, he was good at holding on, and I couldn't get him out of there. Now, how much weed did you smoke ten minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> Enough to <don't> <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, my nickname actually is Kush, but uh, <laughs> I do That's not good smoke weed. at all. I do not smoke weed at all. He's, I mean, you sound very relaxed right now. Is there a girl giving you head? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish. Oh, nice. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, I'm actually laying down. I've, I've had a little, since I flew back from the fight, I've had a little stomach problem, and it's, uh, it's kind of what kept me out because I was supposed to fight on that uh, UFC uh, 198, I believe, that mega card down in Brazil. Yeah. And unfortunately, I uh, I got sick. I got a really really bad virus, and uh, my stomach just was done for for two months, and I couldn't really train. I couldn't really eat, 
And so I'm kind of getting some symptoms of that again. And so, you know, luckily it was after the fight, at least. Now, I feel like they're not promoting you enough, man. I mean, you're a guy, you're 8-1, and one, a good-looking guy, well-spoken, you, you're a great wrestler, you got all great things going for you. And Super relaxed. Very relaxed. And they're, they're putting you on the undercard. <laughs> they should be putting you in the main event on, a, on, a, on, a, on Fox. Uh, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know. Um, if you look, if you really look at, uh, you know, as, as, as far as the UFC migrating over to Fox, they're trying to win over that that those casual fans that don't know anything about MMA, and and when you do that, in order to do that, especially in America and American, you know, people are just usually sitting at home drinking beer and they don't you know they don't know the particulars of MMA, so they just want to for the most part want to see a bar fight, two guys in there swinging it out, slugging it out, you know, until one guy gets hit and knocked out and goes to sleep. You know, not a lot of people really appreciate the intricacy that it takes to, you know, to be able to control another human being, physically dominate them, hold them down, you know, beat them up to where they, they have no answer for what you want to do to them. Not a lot of people understand the science behind that. And so, yes, in America, a lot of people kind of want to just see two guys swing in and until one guy connects and the other one falls asleep. And so I understand why they're not doing that. You know, so it is what it is. Um, eventually, you know, hopefully I'll get there one day. Now, are the Black Slayans mad at you for winning? <laughs> no, they're definitely not mad at me for winning. Probably <laughs> maybe mad at me for winning. Oh, gotcha. You know, now, by the way, you're doing a great job. So they actually hired you for the Titan FC cards, and you do a really good job commentating, by the way. Thank you very much. My my first one was a little shaky because a lot of people don't understand how hard that is to commentate. You hear these guys on TV commentating, and, and you don't understand that the process that you know all the things that it takes to be able to, to to carry that because those guys pretty much they're the life of that card. You know the fights are going on; they're the voices that you hear, and so people don't understand how tough that is. And I didn't really understand until I had to do it. My first time was a bit shaky, but I think my second time I got a bit better. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be even way better the next time I, I, I do it. No, you did a good job, man, for real. You, you did a really good job. Thank you. Uh, now, let's talk about the fights this weekend. So I'm predicting that Tyron Woodley is going to pull off the upset. These guys don't agree with me. What do you think? Man, um, that, that that's a tough one, man. Uh I think Robbie Lawler has really found himself as a fighter. He, he he's very very patient now. He's patient and knowing that okay, I'm in a championship fight. I have five rounds to get this guy out of there. So he's very patient with his approach, but he has such good pressure that he puts on you. It is very hard to be able to beat a guy like that if you don't mix it up. And that's the one thing that I feel like Tyron Woodley kind of got away from is mixing it up, his yeah. wrestling. You know, he's not threatening with that wrestling anymore because he just, you know, he realizes that he can hit hard. He's going to hit hard. He's going to throw some mad leather at you. And, you know, what happens when you throw mad leather at a guy that loves to trade leather? You know, it's, you know, I think he can pull up the upset, but I think he's going to have to really dig back into it. So you're picking Robbie Lawler? Pull out that wrestling. What? So, gun to your head, you pick Robbie Lawler. 
No, I do not. You know, I, I'm gonna go one more. <laughs> so, so you pick a Tyron Woodley. <laughs> I I, I want to. If I had to pick, you know, and this is just by heart here. This is not by using my mind. I'm gonna have to say uh, Woodley. I'm gonna go with my man Woodley. Is that because he's black? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, he's, he's got a lot of things going on here. He's, this he's is black, so that's always fun. Yeah, he just made an entire case for Lawler, but my heart is he, with Woodley. He, yeah. he, he, you know, he, he's black, so that that's a plus. You yeah, know? right. He wrestled. That's a plus. You know, and it's I, I know him, so that's a plus. <laughs> so there's a lot of things going on here, but no, I I I um I love. I, I want to. I don't want to say upset. This is going to be a big upset because I think they're both. They're, they're both. It'll be an upset at that same caliber. And so I, I, I would say Willie, if he digs into his bag, I think he he can definitely get him out of that. All right. So Rose Namajunas versus uh, Kowalczyk. Do you know anything about that girl? Um, I don't. I know a little bit. I don't know much, but uh, I, I'm going to go with Rose. It's very hard to pick against Rose. She's dangerous, not just on her feet, but very dangerous on her back as well. And so, and her, she just proved that her wrestling improved fighting Paige Van Zandt. I mean, that that's complete domination all around. So, you know, I'm gonna. I, it's very hard to bet against that girl. So, I'm gonna go with Rose. Uh, Uncle Creepy versus Justin Scoggins. Wow, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fireball fight. Uh, both guys are very exciting, very. Unpredictable, but uh, I'm gonna have to go with. I think Scroggins is. A, you know, I'm just gonna have to go with him with the unpredictability. So I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, but I, I do mean, like Ian's him. fought better guys. Coming off a long layoff too. Very true. Injuries. Come, Ian's a wild well, man too, you know, man. Those, I, I love Uncle Creepy. Oh, he's out of his mind. Out of his mind. Uh, but he does. I, I mean, he smokes him. a I lot of weed too, though. But. Well, he obviously had to stop leading <laughs> up to this fight. But Skaga smokes a lot of weed, too, or did for a while. He just dominated Ray Borg. He did. Ray Borg's tough. Yeah. Uh man. Ugh, freaking creepy. All right, so uh, Ross Pearson versus Masvidal. Ooh. You know what? I, uh, I think Ross Pearson uh, had a great performance, great performance versus... Uh, you know, the newcomer, Will, Will, Will Brooks. And, and so I, I like how he's fighting right now. I like I like it. And I think uh, Masvidal is very talented as well. Masvidal is, is, is a good fighter. But I, I'm going to have to go with Ross Pearson. I think he's... Oh, wow. The Black Zone is uh, going against the ATT guy. Yeah, it seems like all your picks are against <laughs> ATT guys. What's up with this? <laughs> no, not true. Not true. No, hey, Tyron Woods is an ATT guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what? but he's yeah, but he's fighting another ATT guy, so it doesn't count. <laughs> now, now word now word on the street, Camaro, is that you are banging all the chicks in Miami. That uh, you're <laughs> that you're walking around and it is just Camaro D City. Is this true? I mean, who who told you that? Like, I need to meet that guy. I'm, I'm a lot of a lot. I'm talking to a lot of the females at ATT. They say, yo, watch out for Camaro. You know, he's he's kind of on the warpath. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not true. Uh, I, 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 no, definitely not true. Hey, Camaro. Not true at all. Hey, man, uh, I want to okay. see you fight uh, Gunnar Nelson. What do you think about that matchup? Um, I don't, I like that matchup, you know, um, 
you know, as far as the UFC, I think that, you know, there's there's two matchups that they could really, if they really want to to test me as far as grappling-wise, I think there's two matchups. It's going to either be him or, or Damian Maia. They're going to have to throw at me. And um, I don't mind either one of those guys. Really? Because you know, it seems like Maia would be the one guy you wouldn't want to fight just because he goes to the ground and that dude's fucking an anaconda. I, I understand that, but he, he, in order for it to go to the ground, he would have to get me there. Right. You know, and, and what better guy to neutralize him taking shots and getting guys there than a wrestler who can actually stop a takedown. Right. And take him down. I think uh, Nelson's so, a realistic fight because he's, like, he's like closer to the, I think he's like number 12 in the division or something. And you want the ranked guy, I think he's a realistic matchup you could get if you like try to get him, try to ask for him. I think so too. You know, I, I for sure. Um, you know, um, and I say that because uh, I mean, if you look at the the guy that I just fought, fought Damian Meyer, and his his fight coming into the UFC it was his first fight in the UFC, and Damian Meyer was already top ten, yeah, in the UFC. You know, top five, I think, at that point. And Damian Meyer couldn't dominate him the way I did. No. The guy actually took Damian Meyer down once or twice in the fight. You know, and, and and so and it is what it is. You know, whether they're going to give me that fight or not, I think I can actually keep Damian Maya on his feet and, and and do some damage to him. You know, and possibly get him out of there. Now, how pissed were you when you when he was grabbing people, the cage? I mean, it, it happens all the time. You know, guys do it to me all the time. They grab the cage, but that doesn't stop me. I I, I don't even focus on that. You know, I'm focusing on what I'm doing, which is trying to get in the dominant position and rain down whether it's fists or elbows at my guys. And so, you know, they can grab the cage. If the ref chooses to see it, he doesn't see it, I, I don't even play, let that play into my head because if I'm worried about him grabbing the fence, I'm not worried about doing my job. Listen, man, so I think, I think you're my, my, a very my, underrated fighter. I think you're the dark horse of the division. I'm not saying that because you're black. <laughs> okay. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I honestly think I think you got the wrestling, you got the striking, you got the experience. You don't party. You know, you, 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 you uh, stay out of trouble. Good chin. Good chin. You know, I, Thick I, penis. I, I, I agree with that, too. You know, like, uh, the big thing that, you know, the one thing, if I have to say that, that kind of irks me a little bit, is when people say that, oh, well, why don't he just stay and stand up and fight these guys? Like, this is the thing is, we're, when we go out there to fight, we're fighting for, I, I, sometimes I feel like people don't understand the way we get paid. You know, they think we just go out there and fight for one check. No, we go out there and fight for two checks, possibly three, you know. And, and you know, the way we get paid, if you don't win, you could potentially lose your job. And not just that, you could potentially you go home with half the money. And so my job, my objective, first and foremost, is to win the fight. And if a guy can't stop me from taking him down, why is that my fault? <laughs> you know, like this is mixed martial arts. We're supposed to train each and every art form to go out there and, and, and beat up our guys. So if a guy doesn't work on his wrestling or work on his jiu-jitsu, why is that my fault if I take him down and, and beat his face in until he quits the fight? You are 100% correct. Fault. Why would I? You're, you're right. Yeah, why then, would I stand up with this guy and give him a chance? Exactly. Exactly. Well, listen. 
Camaro, you're, you're a great dude. Uh, hope to see you soon. How far do you live from Naples? Naples, I'm going to say about an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, well, I got a show, I got a show in Naples coming up. That's so maybe too far. I'm going to try, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get booked in Miami again. So yeah, if, man, definitely. Uh, know now, are you going to go to the bare knuckle boxing? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know it was, uh, it was going on. It's when going on in Miami. It's Shannon Rich, uh, is fighting. Um, who's he fighting? Uh, Oh yeah, Bobby Gunn. Uh, Bobby Gunn. His record is uh, ninety-seven and zero in bare knuckle boxing, according to Shannon wow. Rich. He's twenty-seven and two, uh, and it's going down in Miami. <laughs> it's this, it's the same date as as UFC two hundred two. So I think that you know, but it's going down in Miami, the bare knuckle boxing championship. Is this the first one of those to be, or the second one that's being televised? First, first one. First one being televised. It's going to be on pay per view. Right? Right? Yeah. What? Yeah. So. Are these are these sanctioned fights or what? I don't know. We're, 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 do you want to talk to the guy on Thursday? We're gonna have him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're gonna have a bit. Yeah, we'll, we 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 will get back to you with, with everything about it. Sam. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah, it's sanctioned by steroids. It's <laughs> 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 sanctioned by bail bonds. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's brought to you by the dumpster by waste management uh, for fights that take place next to dumpsters. <laughs> well, Camaro, thank you for everything, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Take care. It's Tuesday. But whatever. The weekend's close enough. Camaro, the Black Stallion. I like that guy. Or the Dark Horse. What'd you call him? He's the Dark Horse of the okay, there you go. <laughs> Why did that fight get canceled in the first place, the Bernuckle one? Uh, I don't... Nobody knows. Uh, probably because <laughs> it's not legal. Uh, That's but, what I was wondering about. Like, is this legal? Like, who says this no, is okay? No, no, We had the Bernuckle box while you were gone. We had the press conference of the two guys fighting Bernuckle I was going to say, it was supposed to already happen. That's why I was like, is this the first or second one? Because I thought no, it already no, happened. Well, we were going to have a party for it and then, like, and do a whole thing for it. But it hasn't happened yet. But it got, it got rescheduled. Bare knuckle box. Of course, they had to move to Florida where there are no laws. So it's like, by the way, the prelim is a guy versus an alligator. <laughs> Gerald. So. Gerald. What up? What's up, man? It's Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Greg Wilson, uh, Joe P, and Gabe Killian. Hey, hey. We got, you, got, we got four comedians and you, man. Five comedians now. How are you, man? Oh, I'm good, man. And across all the kids. So I was telling everyone, man, I actually did, I think, two shows with you now. You're a legitimately very funny comedian. Man, they got to see me on the stage. I don't, you know, as comics, you never tell people I'm funny, you know? For sure. They just got to see it, believe it, honestly. And, man, I love to get on the stage with you. Um, I should be signing a fight contract soon. And comedy's like my getaway, so I don't even mind performing after weigh-ins. I, like, I love comedy that much, you know? So This, this guy got into concert, the UFC because Dana White was doing a radio show, and then he called and pranked Dana White as someone else, saying, why don't you have Gerald Harris come on the UFC? And he's like, well, I'll talk to him. And, he's like, and then he's like, hey, this is Gerald Harris, and got into the UFC that way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I you know how many hot fighters hate you right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, so, yeah, man, I'll, I'll be signing a contract within the next week. I'll know exactly where I'm going to be fighting. Is it with, is it with Titan FC? I don't know yet. I can't say, man. I'm trying to be like LeBron, you know what I mean? I'm taking my talents here, and then I want to see people burn my jersey and stuff. Now, my I don't, old, no, my listen. Now, you got fucked over by the UFC. You, you got un, you got cut after one loss. It was a split decision loss. And then you went to the World Series of Fighting. You went three and one, but then they wouldn't give you a fight, and then you retired. So then, now you open no, no, yeah. I, you open up a gym in Oklahoma City. I went to your in Tulsa. You know, you, 
you were doing well, and now you got the buzz, the the, the bug again. Why why are you coming back? Man, like you know, I don't know if you caught my interview, but man, my life is so much different. When I was fighting in the World Series, on top of not getting a fight, well, I got three fights, man. I signed to fight Jake Shields, I signed to fight John Ford, and I signed to fight uh, Ruzma Pajares. All three fights fell through, so I was super upset about that, you know. And sorry, I'm setting this alarm. I'm just in a better place in my life now, you know. I'm in a better place. I got a new wife. We got a baby on the wing. Um, you know, I was divorcing back then and going through a huge custody battle. Like, I mean, in court, I was in court every other month fighting for my kids. So on top of not getting a fight and not making any money, I was going through personal issues, man. Now, my how, life is how so many much kids do you have now? Oh, my gosh. I have two boys, two girls. My wife has two girls, and we got one on the way. So we got seven total. Nice. Seven total. Now, how often are you doing stand-up? You know what? I, I get on the stage on average about once a week. You know, maybe an open mic. It may I may get booked for a show. But I just shot a DVD in November. Um, more of a promotional thing. You know, I send it out to companies and stuff like that. And uh, I, I get on as much as I can. I'm trying to get on an improv soon. That's a good little place. Uh, you know, Looney Ben, I, I work with them a couple times. But I usually put my own shows on. A lot of people don't know I promote and perform, which is hard as hell. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is. That's a lot of work. It's brutal. And now, uh, didn't you open up your own gym? Yep, I got a gym. Let me tell you a crazy story, man. I opened up my gym in, in May, and I outgrew that place. So I, I moved to a new spot in June. I outgrew that place, and it's July, and I'm, I'm going to a place that is four times bigger than when I originally started. Wow. So I had four times the people show up. And what I expected, you know, 30 people, man, 130 people show up. We got a lot of fat people in Tulsa. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the big girls, big girls need love too, right? It's true. Now, now your wife is smoking hot. Uh, I mean, this wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's young too, man. She's young. How she's old is young. she? She's younger than 28. She's 28. And how old is your oldest kid? My oldest kid is 16. They didn't go to school together. I ain't crazy like that. She's still 12 years older. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, so, but, but what is it, man? So, I mean, now, are you are you sparring, like, every day? Are you training? Are you, are you, are you doing three-a-days? Well, the upgrade, right now, I'm just training, staying in shape. And then when camp starts, we're going to start camp. I'm probably going to fight in November. I think right now I am going to fight in November. Um, camp will start in September. My gym now is my training center. I got a 30 by 30. I have 900 square feet worth of mat space. I have. I just bought a cage, and I have about 30 punching bags. So along with running classes, I have my own training center built. I've always done my camps around me. I've never done teams. None against Greg Jackson none of those guys. They have a great thing going. But to me, when I travel to those teams, I never got any attention. It's great to spar with John Jones and get beat up by Daniel Cormier, but when you're there and everybody's focused on me, I mean, you got to be selfish in this sport. You know what I'm saying? Who are you? Who are you roll? Who are you bringing in to, to train with? Uh, there's a couple black belts in town. You know, King Mo likes to come in and work out with me when I got fights. Uh, he's a great one. Uh, my boxing partner is Alan Green. He's a really good boxer. He used to hold the uh, Golden Gloves world record for knockout five seconds. Uh, he was really good until he had a little health issues. I just have a really good team around me. You know, a great, great boxing coach. I have a strength conditioning coach i got a muay thai coach man I, my wife is doing my meal plan man i got it all together i can't wait to fight man for real. i really can't wait to put somebody ass how, how old are you now 
Man, I'm 36. I'll be 37 in November, but I don't feel like it. So no, and you've I'm never been knocked out, right? No, no, don't jinx me, man. You better knock on wood. No, I'm shit, saying you've never been knocked out, so you <laughs> haven't taken that much damage. Uh, the fights that you've lost have mostly been by decision, right? Yeah, I've never been finished. I done got my tail whooped. Uh, that Falco guy, he kicked my butt, but um, word on, word is he failed a drug test, so I'll take that butt whooping, but kind of. But you told me once that Justin Berkman hit you, I mean, by Josh Berkman hit you the hardest, right? Oh, my God. Berkman caught me with a... Uh, he caught me with, we, we hit each other at the same damn time. And I, man, he hit me hard. Uh, I couldn't see anything for about three seconds. So, <laughs> but I didn't go down, man. I'm just, I'm really stubborn, you know. I, I've taken some bad shots. Uh, Falco knocked me down. Nobody knew it. Uh, what, Sakar, I can't think of this guy. I fought in Japan. I got hit pretty hard. But, you know, like you said, I've never been really knocked down or, or, or submitted or, you know, I do think that what happened to me in the UFC, I think it was horrible. I do. I, I've never really said that. I don't think anybody. You know, I was trying to explain to my wife. I said, it's like being in a football game and you get three touchdowns and you fumble in the next play and coach just kicks you out of the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're off the team. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen guys go one and four, oh and five, all decisions. It, it was something personal to me. I don't know why that happened. But you know what? And you know better than anybody, man. Everything bad that's happened in my life turned into something good. Yeah. You know, because it just, I, I got cut. I fought in Japan. I got in the World Series. You know, my life is just better now. You know, who knows what my life would be like if I stayed in the UFC. Now. I know some guys that are not happy. Now, how many chicks in Tulsa have you ran through? Oh, man, really? Really? You going to do me like that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I played the fifth. I played <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. All right, hey, I'm, plead the, I'm just saying I'm, that when, when I when I did that show one. with you, there was like, you know how like like every chick, like his show became an event. You know how like these black comedy shows, <laughs> yeah, yeah. his chicks are wearing like skin tight. You don't even know if they're wearing clothes. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh it and then they bad. have their like their nice weaves. Mm. And, I mean, yeah. just, their asses is just banging. Oh, on, wow. Like, did you get any? Wait a minute, Adam, did you get any? Nothing. Oh. Absolutely nothing. You look Nothin'. very Oklahoma. You, you got a little white boy. You look like you can get girls. away with something. He's scared of black girls, man. I, I am scared of black chicks. I, I am. No, no, no not all of them. But the chicks, chicks at his club, it was like, because they, they, they were Oklahomas. They had that nice, you know, like farmer booty. That's a good know, booty. That's a good, good booty. You're going to have a kid with a black name like Hakeem Hunter. <laughs> I want Hakeem Hunter. That's awesome. Well, listen, I'm so glad you got a fight, man. I'm happy things are working out for you. Man, life is good. Hey, man, you may not know this, but I really look up to you as a comic and a friend, and I've been looking forward to getting on here. I just didn't want to bug you. Dude. I really appreciate you giving me the call, man, taking the time. Always, man. I know you got way more important people. I, I, no, <laughs> man, I, no, first of all, it's not true. Second of all, I look up to you as well, man. Uh, and and you're physically a, no, you're, and you're a good dude. And no matter no matter where you land, I will be I will support you. No matter what happens, and I hope you get back in the UFC. If not, Bellator, Titan, you know, World Series. There's a ton of places. Or even even if you're in Ryzen, uh, I'll, I'll still support you in Ryzen. So. Well, this, this is what I told guys, and I'll tell you this right now: is a lot of organizations will tell you to go get some wins and come back. You know, they'll tell you, hey, go beat somebody. There's nobody to fight anymore. Ten years ago, I could have went down to Titan, shark fights, and knocked somebody out from the UFC that got cut. You can't. All these guys are going to Bellator, 1FC. It's not – we don't have a pick of the litter anymore. It's, all the good guys 
I cannot name one fighter right now that I can fight to get back to the UFC or World Series. You can't. There's nobody out uh, there. Gabe they're all taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear Who? you. Now he's our new comic, Gabe Killian. Now, any, do you have any questions for? Uh, uh, hey, hey if you me, and I'll knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> he should probably like, knock him out through the phone. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> uh, you say you have a fight coming so up. No I know. You, I know you can't say who if you do have an opponent. But do you have an opponent lined up? I got a couple in mind, and the next time I talk to you, I'll give you a heads up. I just don't want to throw it out there right now. I know where I'm going. I'm just kind of, kind of, you know, leaving it up in the air, you know, because some people are calling because they know they're getting the buzz of me want, uh, coming out of retirement. Yeah. I'm just trying, man. This is my deal. I'm just trying to get paid. I'm just trying to get what I'm worth. You know, I, I'm I'm 36. I don't got time to work my way up the ladder. I need to get in there, you know, get my titles, stay the champ. You know, wherever I'm going, I'm retiring. So we're trying to get what we're worth, you know, and that's what we're trying to do. And it, it's fun, man. I have a great manager. And he's doing, he knows what to do. It's just like comedy, Adam. Man, you gotta. You, I'd rather I'd rather do one show for a couple grand and then ten for five hundred dollars. You know. Yeah. So for some reason I keep doing those we're, ten. We're <laughs> man, I've done, I know the reason. <laughs> man, I've been in the game a long time, man. I, I've been on the Ultimate Fighter. I fought in the IFL. I've been in the UFC. I've been in Dream. I've been I've been everywhere. So I, I have the ability to call organizations and be like, "What's up?" You know. So. We just got to see who wants me, and that, where do I fit? Where do I fit best? Now, what's up with you and Phil Baroni? Because I Phil Baroni had he was like saying bad things about you. What happened there? I have no idea why Phil Baroni. I have nothing against Phil, but when he started talking mess, I was like, Phil, you, you, you're messing with a comic. I would destroy Phil. I would roast Phil to sleep. Like I would make him cry. Like, I'm like, dude, you cannot win a war of words with me. First of all, I whooped Phil's ass. Second of all, I was like. I embarrass you too. Like I don't know what the guy had to give me. You know, looks like our know. next like uh, rappers, our guess. next press conference is going to be Gerald versus Phil Veroni. Boy, let's bring it out. <laughs> oh, man, I just feel Phil, man. Well, listen, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I look for as soon as you know who the uh, opponent is. Text me. And we'll, we'll get you right back on. Yeah, bring me on. I tell you, camp. Uh, hey, I'm gonna give a shout out to Flow Wrestling, man. Uh, Flow Combat. I spoke to them. They're gonna do like a documentary on me. So, man, everything's getting bigger and better. You know, it's been three years, and I'm going to show the show the world how my life has came, you know, from 2013. Because, you know, I won my last fight. I left on a high note. Yeah, no, it was compl- know, complete bullshit. So I'm happy, man. And, you t- and you've taken no damage, and that's really, you know, you've taken no damage. You've had, you know, and plus, now you have 12 kids to feed. So <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> hey... Hey, it's 13, man. 13. 13. You're like the driver uh, in Total Recall. Hey, man, I got 13 oh, kids God. to feed. No, I want the three I mean, I'm just wondering, since uh, you have your own gym now and stuff, uh, do you want to start coaching too? Like start cornering you guys and stuff? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great week, brother. Thanks for having me. Hey, you guys take care, man. And Mike, uh, Adam, we're going to get on stage soon, all right? I would love that, man. Take care. That was Gerald Harris. All right. Nice guy, man. Nice guy. Terrible judge of character. Because <laughs> 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 he's like, I look up to you. I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't know shit. Oh, fuck that, dude. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Meanwhile, I'm your balls. he was in a... Uh, I think it's going to be Titan FC. I have a feeling it's probably be tight, so. Yeah. Right? I just feel like it seems like they, that's it's got a, a Titan thing. FC vibe. It's, it seems like they, you know they'll give them a little bit. They'll give them some money. It's a good fit. It's a, it's on sh- fight pass. 
You know, they they you, really. He's not wrong about that thing. That some fighters, they and and, and just a, a guy we're talking about, like Ross Pearson. Ross Pearson seems to have given the UFC every reason to not use him again, <laughs> but they bring him back over and over and over again. And then some guys, one loss, and they're done with you. Like, tissue, you're fucking gone. If I had to guess, I'd say he's probably getting Steve Carl. Oh, and Titan. Yeah. Yeah, I think also the thing with Ross Pearson that you have to remember is that he's from England. Uh, and when you got Canadian fighters and British fighters and you got these guys in smaller markets – there are draws in their hometown, and it seems like the UFC, being a business, sometimes keeps people that. But with the with the amount of fighters that we have, the depth of fighters, they don't. There's other guys. From well, uh, well, let's see, Ross Pearson. I'm looking at I'm looking at him right now. So he he lost to Will Brooks. Before that, he beat Chad Laprise. He he lost to Trinaldo. Before that, he beat Felder. He, uh, he beat uh, Gray May. He lost to Ally Quinta. He beat Sam Stout. He beat, lost to Emma Dunham. It really has win loss, win loss. He has not lost two fights in a row. But still, it isn't the kind of career that they're like, you know what I mean? He is clearly a benchmark guy. You know? He's a stepping. He, they're not grooming him for the championship, is what I'm saying. Well, well, Pearson, I think, is a bad example. And he's going up against Masvidal, another guy who's like, this is like last chance cafe, this (laughs) fucking fight. One of you guys can't stay in the UFC after this. I I disagree. I think that we're... Gerald got cut after one loss. That's complete bullshit. That's what a, I'm saying. There's we another guy named Joe. Cut off one loss, and other guys getting chance after chance after chance after chance. They, they are not on an incline. They're Did, not on a rising trajectory. And there was a guy named Joe. Joe something. Joe. Uh, he trains over at uh, Millennium. Uh, and I'm just using him as an example. I know, I'm not saying. I know the, uh, Sir Juan Kaikai got cut after one loss. And Joe uh, took a short notice fight. The black guy named Joe something. He fought the cowboy. Joe Merritt. Yeah, he, 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 he took a, lo- a short notice fight, lost, and then cut him. Wow! And it's wow. like you keep, that's bullshit. You, you, you know, should reward a guy who takes a short notice fight by saying, "Okay, we're going to give you one more fight, give you plenty of time to train. Thank you for stepping in." But they don't do that. No, that's that's that JC kid that got murdered this last weekend. He ain't coming back. They're not going to give him another fight. I think he will because he, he stepped up the weight class on short notice. So I think they'll give him a fight at one forty-five. We'll see. I doubt it. He Joe Merritt. I mean, they call him jo- Joey Slash. This is his nickname. One fight in. Lost, cut. And that's what I'm saying. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I'm not saying it's a, it's a business thing. I think there's no rhyme or reason to it. Just some guys they feel better about than other guys. I really do. Well, Angela Magana, you know, Magana's still on the roster. You know. Yeah. I love Angela <laughs> Magana. One of my favorite, but mm. hasn't won a fight in six years. Right. And, and, and lost in the Ultimate Fighter and then lost uh, against what's-her-name. But I think she fought hurt. I think if you fight hurt, that sometimes they give you like. But again, why does this? Where does this rule uh, apply? I think some people they keep around just to gift the fighters they want to see win. Like, oh, like karate hottie, they wanted to see win. I think so. Yeah, but she's yeah, but she's but she's she's won. She hasn't lost yet in the UFC. You know, karate hottie. Yeah, I know. I'm saying that's why they gave her that matchup. Oh, you're Magana. saying that they they give people as like shark bait to new people. Yeah, they shouldn't do that. That's what I'm saying. But yet Ross Pearson is not fighting shark bait. He's fight. You know, what I mean? he's not fighting a shark. He's not fighting someone else. He's fighting also shark bait. Like it's oh, yes, shark yes. bait versus shark bait here. Well, versus Masvidal because they're both not. What they told me that what I think what uh. Sean McCorkle was telling me that if you, you know, they always pair up the winner versus the winner and the loser versus the loser. But both those guys are coming off losses. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they pair up two people that lost and two people that won almost, oh. al- almost always. 
That way there's one road to the title. But these guys have a lot of losses. <laughs> this isn't like one loss. Yeah. This is like 14 losses. But no, Masvidal is awesome, though. He, he, he awesome. Fought, I'm he came, just saying, I'm just saying as a matter of equation, it's impossible to, to say it's because of this or because of that. It really makes no sense. And, and there are fighters. somebody that makes the decision to make sense... But you can't look at it and say, oh, clearly this is because of that or this. Gerald Harris was probably the worst, I think, cut after a loss. There was one loss, and the, the fight before that, he slammed somebody on ESPN, knocked him out with a, a slam, and they put it on like an ESPN highlight. For right, like, top ten. Yeah, top ten. It, it does, that made no sense. He did piss somebody off somehow. I don't somehow, know. I don't yeah. know who. What, what happened in that fight against Falcao was uh, he lost the first two rounds, and in the third round, Falcao was coasting and... Uh, uh, Harris, Gerald wasn't trying to finish him. I think that's what made him want to cut. It's like maybe he got if, Dana White. I feel like if you're, if you're down two rounds and the other guy's not doing anything, you should be trying to finish him. Okay, but that's one bad fight. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't agree with the cut. I think, but that was their reasoning behind it. Oh, this game, this game is hilarious. <laughs> this too. But, but you're so nice, and then you go on stage and give us, give us an example of one of your jokes. Yeah, hit us with one. Real quick. I normally hate doing that, but this, people don't realize how sick and twisted you are. Uh, give us one of your sickest jokes. Uh, I knew this girl who died, and um, every once in a while, I remember having sex with her, and I get a little creeped out. But I guess it's okay, though. I mean, she was only dead a couple hours at the time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are like all... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's why he does it with that thing. And people are like, is someone talking right now? And they listen to him. And they're like, oh, fuck. It's, it's like, he, dude, he, at the dime bar, he was getting groans on the premise. Like, like he was getting groans on the setup. Not even on the punchline. He'd be like, oh, let's talk about... Oh, no. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so how are you doing? How's your comedy career going, by the way? Slow. Welcome to comedy. <laughs> How long are you doing it for? Five years. Okay, five years. What's uh, what's what's been your highlight so far? Uh, opening for Jeff Ross in San Francisco, I guess. Nice. Did Jeff take you on the road? Years like, ago. Did Jeff know you were no. opening for him? Tony Hinchcliffe hooked me up with that gig. Yeah, I, I happened to be in town. I was at, I was at the club the night before them, and they were uh, there the night after, and I just got a spot on the show with them, so that was cool. Nice. Are you and Tony friends? Yeah. Nice. Were they nice. looking for someone that could fit into his baby clothes? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a slight guy. He's a real slight but guy. You, but you, you train Is he the only right? guy you look so, at that you're you like, bulk up, motherfucker? You train? <laughs> white belt. You're a white belt. Yeah. Okay. Well, in wh- in wh- which discipline? Uh, no gi. Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. And, uh, oh, okay. Uh, and, 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 He's and, in no gi. I'm like, isn't that some kind of a croissant? And, uh, <laughs> and where I do you train? I love There's a hot plate of um, no coming out right now. Nowhere at the moment, but uh, I, twist, I twisted my, I mean, I fractured my wrist a few months ago. Ooh. I haven't gotten got back into it since. That's a bummer. Yeah. So, uh, so Monday, so Tuesday, no, Wednesday I'm getting surgery next week, right? ACL surgery. I'm, I'm going to be bedridden. It's the cat. I'm gonna be bedridden for like. <laughs> it's not your herpes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, a player now. By the way, the cat was crawled under the bed and, and Gabe just jumped up. Uh, I, I think yeah. you need some more classes in jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh shit. I gotta arm bar this he, pussy. He handed the cat his wallet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's, here's the thing. So I'm getting surgery next Wednesday, but I'm thinking of still doing the podcast here. But I'll be on Painkillers. Should we do the I'm MMA Painkillers too? MMA roasted Painkiller podcast. Special edition. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. what, wait, what day is this? Wednesday. I'm getting Next surgery. Wednesday, you're having surgery. I'm thinking about maybe Thursday or Friday. 
Oh yeah, as long as it's not day of, you'll be you, we can have it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna be high on painkillers. Fine, I'm high right now. Yeah. Okay. Now sure. you're getting surgery tomorrow. Yeah, I'm having my tonsils removed and my deviated septum repaired. How adorable! And it's when no you graduate deal. high school. I graduated a year ago. <laughs> Wait a minute, but hold on. So you can't come to the podcast Thursday because you're getting tonsils removed? Yeah. That is, how long does it take? I don't know, like four But they got to let him eat ice cream? I got to eat ice cream. I got to go shopping. But that's Wednesday you're getting that. Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, but Thursday is the podcast. Don't I'm not going to be in Los Angeles. Oh, oh. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not oh. going to be here. Uh, you're allergic? Yeah. Oh, cool. And cats love me because they could sense I want nothing to do with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they come and rub all over me. That'd be great if chicks were that way. Wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Actually, it is. The more you shit on them, the more they want you. Be funny. I was at a strip club one time. One time. And uh, <laughs> One time. For this story. This one time. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if girls just acted like this like without any money involved? Like you go to a bar and just hot chicks were like, hey, could I dance for you? Totally, they, that's the thing. It's so weird in a strip club because they engage you immediately. Like you, you spend your whole life trying to make eye contact with chicks and then you go to a strip club and you're like oh don't catch her in the eyes shit she's coming over fuck give me twenty dollars yeah but you know right because they can be aggressive they sense that they get aggressive and then if you're like no not right now they look at you like ah poor you know like you're a piece of shit and it's like hey don't judge me you're a stripper but it used to be we're on even ground the thing is it used to be they had to sell me like sell me the lap dance pretend that you actually care about me for a second yeah when they're just like hey we're on lap dance I'm like no touch your asshole yeah 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 I'm like I'm like you know no you know, because at least when they're talking to me, I used to feel like I had a shot with them. You know, I could, I could somehow You're an tell idiot. them. Oh, well, <laughs> but you banged a few, uh-huh. right? So you know, I mean, I banged a few too, but you know, it's no, it's no real achievement. I was trying to think of like I was going through one time on a plane, like all the girls I slept with, and like it was like <laughs> you are like I need to be flying to Europe. I'm like oh, I think this only like it's too short to count. All <laughs> I'm like I think only like 15 percent of the girls actually filled out a, a W nine. <laughs> like most of the girls like you know strip clubs you know, so. yeah yeah they're making all their money cash cash and carry cash but whatever well you know you you generally you have a pattern and we've no. talked about it before the pattern's over I, I'm happily engaged actually I hate to say it but this is also part of your pattern you're an idiot listen I have never been happier and more in love with anybody which is great yeah and totally you actually, you actually liked my picture today. Totally believable. Yeah. No, I did like your picture. It was a great picture. It looked yeah. like you guys were having a great day on the beach. You had the dog, which yeah. is a lovely picture. Yeah. She's very pretty. Could do way better. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can charm her like I can. That's right. But other guys can buy her things. <laughs> That's so. <true. laughs> Financially, she yeah, could, she's but no, good. she's. It was a great picture, and you look very happy. And I, I'm just, I, I love messing. We should double date sometime. Sure, why not? Yeah. That'd be terrible. Me and you would be trying to outdo. <laughs> I, each I was other. gonna say it actually would be horrible. We would have the time of our lives, <laughs> and they would spend the whole night just waiting to get away from us. <laughs> They'd be like, "These two really crack each other up." <laughs> Can we please just order the edamame? Like that's. We'd be making so many. They would just want to order, and we'd be trying to make up. All these jokes are like, you're going to get us kicked out. This is the only time we're going to get kicked out of a sushi buffet. It's when these two morons are fucking ordering. That's exactly what would happen. We should do it, though. I'm in. Well, listen, people. Uh, so, Thursday night, I'm at Flappers this week. Friday night, I'm at the Comedy and Magic Club. I'm doing five minutes. They book like 20 comics doing five minutes. <laughs> Saturday night, I'm at the, at the Comedy Store. Uh, but, international, no, no, UFC 202. If you're in Vegas that week. UFC 202, I will be there all week long, Tuesday to Sunday, doing comedy at the Stratosphere. I will get you tickets. 
and put on a great show. So uh, I'm excited. I have a whole bunch of new shit you have not heard. Uh, stuff about my girl being pregnant and everything. So UFC. I may show up, crash the party. <laughs> UFC. Right? I mean, not being pregnant, but being engaged. Uh, UFC 202. Uh, uh, definitely come there. Also, Naples, Florida. I'm at Off the Hook Comedy Club. First week in September. Naples, Florida. I'm also going to Cincinnati coming up. Uh, Arizona, Edmonton, uh, a bunch of and uh, a bunch of other cool places. But uh, you, uh, Naples, Florida, and Iowa. I'm at Penguins Comedy Club, second week in Iowa, in Cedar Rapids, as well as Des Moines. Uh, Cedar Rapids and uh, Dubuque. Cedar Rapids and Dubuque. Oh, yes. my God. Have you, uh, okay. I have a picture. You want to, if you want to know what it's like in Dubuque, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this to you to post on the MMA Roasted Feed, I have a picture of the business center from the Dubuque, Iowa airport. I'm going to send this to you guys. All check out the MMA Roasted Twitter feed. I'm going to send it to Adam. He's going to post this picture. You guys are going to... It tells you everything you ever needed to know about Dubuque. I'm in Dubuque on Wednesday and Cedar Rapids Thursday or Friday. Joe, what do you got coming up? Oh, I'm nowhere, but let's get this started. All right, the fans, MMA Roasted fans, let us know your picks for UFC 201. Tweet us using the hashtag... Hashtag Team Greg. Team Greg. Or hashtag Team Adam. Let's yeah. see what you guys well, think. Team Loser, I think <laughs> what we're looking for here. And Greg, where are you at? Team, uh, actually, tonight I'm at the Comedy Store, and I'm at, uh, uh, at the Open Space, uh, which is across the street from the Dime Bar. So then I'll probably be at the Dime Bar after oh, that. Oh, want to do a set? Yeah, I'll nice. come by. I'll do good. three tonight, and we'll have a good time. Good. I'll probably be at the Ha Ha this weekend. And then, uh, so if you're around, you know, check my Twitter feed. I always announce that shit on Twitter or on Instagram. And again, if you want to learn the craft of stand-up comedy, Go to my website, thecomedyinstitute.com. My master class is on digital download video. And Gabe, where are you at? Tomorrow night, Wednesday, I'm at the HaHa. And uh, you can read my articles at MMAOddsBreaker.com. Oh, are you doing the Workout Wednesday show? Yeah. That's great, man. That's a good step. I mean, yeah, that's Jack a very hot show. Time. Yeah, my first that's time. That's a hot show, so you must be, you must be killing me. it. I actually recommended you for that. Yeah. Because he has- actually had a showcase for a bunch of comics who have been asking to be on that show. It's a very popular show. And so he had a showcase on Sunday night that I hosted. And it, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Boy, they needed to be a terror alert. There was so much bombing. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. These people did. But that just goes to show you, you made the right move saying, well, let me see you over here before we put you on this show. Maybe one guy. Uh, earned a spot on the Wednesday night show. So congratulations to you, Gabe. That means you're fucking you. You must be crushing. Thanks, uh, for Adam, for recommending me. No problem, yeah. man. Also, you, you can go crawl back into the earth now and <laughs> you know <laughs> enjoy your cold, your cool bed of leaves. So. <laughs> And also, if you like the podcast, tip us. Tip a fighter. We are on Tip a Fighter. I know somebody got angry. But like, quit asking for tips. Dude, we need to get fucking paid. And the, and the more money we make, the more I could pay the co-host, the more we'll be, I, I, we could have a better time. And also, it shows that you guys are appreciating us. So we're going directly to the fans, yeah. uh, which I think is pretty damn cool. And listen, you don't have to tip us. If you, wanna, if you have that attitude, like, quit at, then don't tip us. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Because the people that get it, get it. Yeah, you know, and and by the same token, I mean, understand, you know, this is content that people have to come and create and have to participate in, and then has to be edited and posted. This is, you know, this takes hours. I know. This is something, you know. So if you want to give up plenty of your time for nothing, go right ahead. But we're just trying to make it, you know. Hey, you like it, you enjoy it. Hey, throw us a couple bones. Yeah, somebody wrote me a real nice letter the other day. I'll actually read it on Thursday. Dear Penthouse, uh, I never thought these letters were real. Thursday, we're gonna until I'm gonna it happened to, get, to me I'm try to with get Adam Hunter. Some Invicta fighters on Thursday because there's an Invicta fight. It's Friday that no one knows about. Uh, fucking A, man. Nice job, Invicta. Jody Esquivel is fighting. Alexa Grasso. Alexa Grasso. No one knows about it. 
So uh, everyone says, oh, MMA roasted women's MMA. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow this shit up for Friday night. So Did people you get a haircut? No. Oh, looks pretty good today. I'm thinking about getting one, though. Okay. Anyway, listen. No, stick with what you got right now. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>